Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tales of Amrail campaign one. Uh, this is episode 11, and uh, we are going to start off pretty quick here because we are starting about 18 minutes late, so there's a lot to get into. Uh, if you want to go check out the podcasts and all that stuff, that's uh, that should be posted tomorrow at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That is Monday, every Monday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as well as the YouTube channel will have the this full recording sitting there. So... Uh, let me turn on my things, Alexa. Turn on neons. Alexa, no. Alexa, turn on neons. Motherfucker. Am I going to have to do this myself? Alexa. Whatever, I'm going to do it myself. This is, this is what we get for having technology, folks. Alright, there we go. Alright, so, uh, let's get right into it. Jesus, bro. Alright. Okay. Is the music stream up? Oh yeah, it is. Good. Were you having Alexa trouble? Yeah, bro. It's like I, I I was just like, I want her to turn on my lights, and she's just like, Alright, I'll play songs from Beyonce. What? <laughs> like, uh, play Destiny. No. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, last, last we left off, so, obviously there were some people missing last week, uh, so I guess we'll go over a little bit what happened, um, so after Aiko and Vaten had entered the tree, the, uh, remaining group had a hard decision to make between, uh, either seeking out advice with the king of the forest, Alan, uh, who was the Furbolg that the, uh, that, uh, Elka and Ori had met the night before near the bridge um or um just making a jump of faith and getting going into the tree after Vaten and Aiko uh they had elected to go and talk to Alan however uh before they had the chance to they were uh subtle specifically Zane was pounced upon and attacked by the creature that is known as the shapeshifter uh in the at least in the woods uh that you guys inhabit currently uh that was taking the place or was taking the shape of zane um zane was knocked prone and a battle ensued where uh the party was cutting into this thing and doing everything they could to take it down eventually uh the creature uh successfully dominated person cast a dominate person on uh on Zane and was dragging him away against Zane's will. Uh, that is where a a form of nullification magic came uh, came through the area and knocked Zane out of his trance. Uh, and so and and suddenly Alan, the king of the forest, uh, showed up and basically saved Zane from being taken away to wherever the whatever shapeshifter wanted to take him. Um, the creature itself was ensnared in Alan's, uh, in Alan's earth, uh, bind trap. And, uh, it then in turn tried to dimension door away, cutting off its legs because it was caught by Alan's trap. Uh, all that was left were the legs. Uh, Alan, then you then had a slight altercation with Alan at the tree where Ori and Thaddeus attempted to push Alan into the tree to see where he would go. Alan did not like this. Uh, Alan then turned into a hybrid wolf form and proceeded to attack Ori and Thaddeus, that giving away that he may be the werewolf that is in these woods. Um, 
all of uh, Zane was able to quell his, uh, I guess, anger, his frustration, and Alan then went straight into figuring out what the tree is about. Uh, Alan's a pretty, you guys got the sense that Alan was a fairly, um, uh, a very, very well-tempered guy if you just talk to him. Uh, but in turn, you guys all ended up going into the tree, and that is where all of you found yourself in different caverns of this massive seemingly just a massive cave uh and that's where we left off we have yet to go over where vaten echo and beep and also alan joined you in this endeavor um i guess we can start off with we had a bit of a bit of a uh a cliffhanger with echo but before we get to echo um we're going to uh we're going to touch on Vaten first. Um, so before we do that, let's find a good, nice music so we can... What does this sound like? A little too sad. I, I, I should really should just go through all these. There we go. All right. Vaten, you... Last we left off with you, you were falling endlessly, uh, and you had grabbed onto the feet of your wild wildfire spirit, and you're gliding down on your, uh, which is basically some sort of like a small little fire new dragon thing, salamander. Yep. Um, you're able to start gliding down from the dim glow from your wildfire spirit. Uh, you were able to, I don't like this. There we go. That's, that sounds better. Um, uh, you were able to ascertain that you are in some sort of chamber that is vertical and all you see around you is rocks and so, like stone and every which direction, uh, you get the sense that this is a smaller vertical shaft, but it's of some but you have just enough space in there where you can glide down on on your wildfire spirit. What uh, what do you want to do? You're mid mid midway midway in the air. You cannot see the ground, and you cannot see the ceiling. Um, I think I'm gonna kind. How slow am I gliding? Like, if I was like to touch a wall, would I, you know? Um get out and to flip into oblivion or so you're currently gliding down i'd say probably 15 feet every second or so so you're still falling at a fairly quick rate because the wildfire spirit isn't that big but you're also not that large yourself but it is enough it's kind of like a it's it's not so much a child trying to jump off the roof with their bedsheet type mm. of a uh, type of glide, but it's it's almost like you're a. Have you ever seen the I guess the the videos of the dogs with, uh, with the helium balloons being attached to them and they're just like slowly going up and then falling slowly down? It's kind of like no, but uh, I kind of have the I, I I get the vibe of what you're, you're going right, for. Right, right. You're you're slow. Um, you're you're falling slowly enough, but. If you bump into anything that you're asking a question of you, but you're not going to tumble or anything because you're flying slow enough that you're able to touch the wall and bounce off of it if you need to. Okay. 
Um, I'm gonna start doing just that, kind of poking off the walls to see if there's a uh, decent, um, any sort of like decent nook or anything that I could maybe duck into for a second. Um, okay. Um, I'm gonna say because you are falling, but you can see fairly well now because you no longer have rushing wind in your face from just falling mm -hmm. like lead weight. Um, so yeah, I would say you. I'm gonna ha I'm gonna say make a perception check with a dim light from from your wildfire spirit. You can see both like all the walls around you. It's probably twenty ish feet on each side from you. Um, so okay. if you make just make a regular old perception check. Uh, 12. Yeah, 12 good enough. Um, you look around and as you're falling, you can't see the bottom, but you do see what seems like a cliff ledge that is probably about two feet long. Um, at least from the, it's probably about 60 feet below you and you could just barely see it. Um, but you, as you're falling, it's, it's going to be a bang, bang thing because you aren't, you aren't necessarily like gliding down like if you had a parachute but you are falling at a fairly quicker a lot quicker rate um than you would be uh so i'm gonna say with if you want to try to go for this cliff i'm gonna have to have you make an acrobatics or an athletics check okay. um it should be big enough for you to stand on and then next question is do i hear anybody like screaming above or below or echoes thereof do i hear anything in the i'm gonna say with even with a 12 perception just going off your your previous role um you don't hear anything in fact it's almost dead quiet the only thing you hear is the slight humming of the fire coming off of your your wildfire spirit which is already kind of a quiet burn itself but it's that's pretty much the only thing you hear you also hear like it's almost as so as 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 it's so quiet that you can hear each subtle movement you make with your with your body. You're you're pre, you've get the sense you're you're pretty much alone in whatever chamber you're in. Okay. Um. Then yeah, I'm gonna make a stab for the um. Uh, what call it? Um. The ledge there. Natural twenty. I'll take it. So, yeah, you're easily able to glide uh, glide over enough on your wildfire spirit that you're able to basically brace yourself along the wall and, scra and scrape down the wall. But because of your, your, your armor, of your natural armor of being a lizard folk, you really don't feel it. And plus, whatever armor you have on your chest, it's kind of it's getting a little dinged up and scratched as you go down. But as you go down, you don't take any damage, and you land perfectly fine on this ledge. As you land on this ledge, you you don't have dark vision, do you? I do have goggles of dark vision. I forgot Care about our, those. Care um, of our friendly artificer. <laughs> I forgot about those. So yeah. Um, as you land on this ledge, you actually have found yourself on in the mouth of a fairly large cave entrance um interesting then what i would like to do um would be to take a torch out of my bag okay 
I'm going to light it and then just drop it down the, uh... Helps if I don't accidentally mute myself. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and light it and just drop it down the, uh, the pit the rest of the way. Okay. And watch it as long as I can. So you drop it down the pit and it starts to, when you drop it, it, you see the flame slowly fall. And as it falls, you can see the chamber light up as you go down. And it, as it goes down, the chamber itself starts to curve outwards from where you're at. So if you're staring at it from the side of the wall and you drop it down, it's curving away from you. And it's no longer a straight drop. It is almost curving out like a slide. And that's, you start to see that probably about 500 feet below you. Um, and as, as it's starting to curve out, the torch hits off the side of the wall and you hear it ding, 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 go all the way down to the, uh, to the end. Uh, and it, you hear this go down, you hear it until it's out of your shot. Okay. So I probably don't want to go down that way. Um, then I will go ahead and take a gander um, into the cave a little bit deeper. Okay. Yeah, as you walk in, it's you have found yourself not in a cave, but in another chamber. There's another tunnel of sorts. Um, and uh, as far as you can see, even with the dark vision goggles, it goes back a very long way. Okay. Um, then I'm going to look around. Um, nothing on the walls, I'm guessing. Um, how long has my spirit been active for? Um, um, I'm going to say at this point it's been active for 10 minutes. Okay. Um, so I'm going to send it kind of wide along one wall and I will take myself kind of along the other wall, um, basically using it as bait. <laughs> okay. Um, as you do that, um, I'm going to say I'm going to need you to make just a general dexterity check. Even with dark vision, you are considered, you are walking through what's considered rough terrain. Um, with an 11, you find yourself, it kind of takes you by surprise because almost like an optical illusion, you're looking forward, and but you watch your wildfire spirit start to slowly raise above you uh, as it walks ahead on the other side of, of the wall. Uh, and you are... It's just enough with 11. It's just enough to catch yourself before you kick what seem like stair steps, carved st stair steps that are slowly starting to go upwards into this chamber. Um, but you're able, you're able to walk up them just fine. Your wildfire spirit continues walking and you get the sense that the, there's probably, it's probably a full head or a full, uh, you sized, uh, ledge that these stairs go up um but as you walk up the stairs you find yourself in more total darkness as the cavern continues to lead away um let's see what can i do with this the 
it. That's not gonna do anything. Um. Okay, I'm gonna kind of reach down, um, pick up a, a pebble or something. Okay. Um, cast magic stone and just fling it at the wall. Okay. Just so just, just at the try- wall next to you. Yeah, just, I mean, not so that I'm going to get hit with the rebound or anything, right, but right, right. Um, enough to make a fairly loud, like, crack noise type of thing. I'm going to say just uh, roll, roll a regular attack. Use your... Uh... Oh, I have the magic stone attack. So yeah, 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 yeah. Use the magic stone attack. That's fine. Uh, boom. 16. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you're, you're trying to throw a wall. This was to base on whether where the pebble goes afterwards and how hard you throw mm-hmm. it. Um so with a 16 you th- you whip it uh, like just full on baseball throw a whip it across the uh the wall and it go the magic stone goes flying bouncing probably about a good 5 to 6 feet off the ricochet down down into the center of the chamber uh it makes a rock, rock against rock clanging noise uh and it echoes and you hear the echo reverberate behind you and it reverberates all the way it reverberates forever a good five ten seconds down uh down the chamber in front of you and it goes it goes so far away that you can't hear it anymore um me meeny miny mo um treacherous drop or unknown cavern this is yeah (laughs) we're going back for the treacherous drop i think um vaten isn't normally one to speak to himself but he's a little a little freaked out right now so he's gonna kind of in the general direction of his wildfire spirit go uh come if there are others, the more likely children would not have been able to find the ledge. Okay. Come. So your and I'll... little wildfire spirit just immediately turns around, looks at you, blinks once, and then just without without making another sound, just goes back towards the ledge. Yep. And uh, it gets so... Before we get back to the ledge, you do get to the stairs that you had climbed up, and as your wildfire spirit goes to walk down, it stumbles down the stairs, um, and you kind of watch its feet go out from underneath it as as it walks down. Uh, that's interesting. I'm going to take the butt of my spear, um, and kind of make sure to t- test each stair pretty heavily before I take a step onto it. Okay. The the first stair that you put your uh, the base of your staff in, you hear and smell this. Well, you smell this, like, rotting, like, almost dead corpse smell. Um, definitely post, uh, post-mortem smell. And as you put your staff down, you hear this... Uh, with your dark vision, there is some form of liquid on these stairs that was not there when you first walked up them. 
Okay. Um, it does. Did it seem like the? Does it seem like my spear is like being in a way? Is it like acidic or anything? Oh, acidic. Yeah. You you get the sense that this is some sort of corrosive liquid, and it's starting to slowly not not eat away at your staff, but you can start to see it like kind of bring up a little bit of smoke, like. It's a weird, and it smells awful, but it's some form of acidic uh, compound that is slowly eating away at the wood on your staff. Okay. Um, I am not happy about that, so I'm going to pull it back, um, take out uh, my water skin I assume I have. I didn't even think to look. Uh, yeah, I do have a water skin. Um, and then just kind of rinse it out. Um because that spear is fairly important to me. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, without a word, I'm going to turn around and keep heading towards the uh, end of the cavern then. Okay. So you turn around. Your wildfire spirit um, did not take any damage whenever it stepped on this. And in fact, when it slipped, it went all the way to the bottom of the stairs. Um, but it was able to catch it. It was able to catch itself with its wings, so it didn't take any damage. But as you turn around, it immediately realizes you're turning around, and it flaps its wings and goes over the stairs. Mm. That way, it doesn't touch whatever it touched. Um, yeah. Because it's 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 is it telepathically linked to you? Is that how that works? Um, it is because i know you can talk through it or send a message through it or no not that you can tramp teleport people through it but... i can teleport people through it but i don't think it um dexterity check friendly to you and obeys your commands it does not say anything like that okay so either way it sees its its master turn around mm. and start walking the other way uh so Without hesitation, it flaps its wings and goes up over the stone, uh, seemingly to avoid uh, whatever it stepped on. Um, I'm going to say, uh, as you walk away, you hear kind of like a like a sloshing sound. Like a... Um, like, come up behind, like slowly like inch its way like away from you towards the ledge as you as you walk away oh like something like something moving like a liquidy opposite, opposite direction of you yes I'm going to uh oh man but I just hear, like, the wet sack of stuff sound. I don't hear anything, like, words or any, um... No. It, it almost okay. sounds like a... Like water sloshing around inside of a water skin as it moves away. Yeah. This is one of those times where meta knowledge is like freezing me because i i think i know what it might be <laughs> vaten has no idea um well play i would say this and you know this but play this how vaten oh, yeah. would play it and vaten is oh, yeah. a very no. is a very cautious person so always always do 
Um, I'm gonna go ahead and um, kind of lean down and whisper into my uh, wildfire spirits flame ear. Um, find out what is making that noise. Okay. So it and all right. So you're gonna try. No, to I was gonna it say up. and. And yeah, and I'm gonna follow a fair distance behind. Um, what I might wind up doing, um, I have nothing good for what I want to do. Never mind. <laughs> okay. So, as your wildfire spirit uh, kind of creeps along and gets to the edge of the stairs. Um, and how far behind it are you Are you following? Because you've just gotten back. You, you've turned around and probably gone about 10, 15 feet away from the stairs. You're, you're, so you're probably, from the stairs right now, you're about 15 feet away. Do you want to slowly follow behind just within five feet, or what do you want to do? Um, I probably want to be... Uh, maybe 20 feet behind. Let me double check that before I commit, though. Um, yeah, probably about 20 feet behind it. Okay. So, as, as your, uh, wildfire spirit makes its way to the, to the stairs, it immediately, uh, the, I don't know if wildfire spirits have a sense of smell. Um, um, it doesn't say they don't. <laughs> I'm just going to say for the sake of storytelling, uh, yeah. you don't smell it right away, um, being this far behind, but as your wildfire spirit creeps up to the stairs again, it now smells like burning flesh. Um, and it is very rancid. And at this point it's starting to... A, a swift wind comes off the cavern from the mouth of the of the cave you've you've entered and it mm -hmm. sweeps up and that smell comes rushing into your face 15 20 feet back um you then hear i'm gonna do me a favor and make a dexterity saving throw for your wildfire spirit oh for the wildfire spirit yeah did did do well. Oh, okay. That's apparently a thing. Um. Take that. <laughs> Twenty-one. You watch as your wildfire spirit takes a five-foot jump backwards as something lands right next to it, as if it was trying to pounce on top of it. You, you, using your dark vision, what you now see is this small, blobby-looking thing. It's kind of transparent, um, and it's, like, you could just barely see the outline of it, and it's, like, in a weird, like, slightly spherical, slightly cubish form as it's moving slowly towards your wildfire spirit. 
Would you say that it is uh, gelatinous in origin? <laughs> I would. I would say it is. Yes. <laughs> well, now that uh, Vaten and I are on the same page, um, well, not quite. Um, I'm gonna take a couple extra steps back. Have my wildfire spirit back off of it. Um, gonna point my spear at it and just say. Uh, Slimy one, are you friend or foe? No response. It's just kind of swaying back and forth, slowly creeping towards your wildfire spirit. Um. Then. I'm going to go ahead and have the wildfire spirit uh, fling a flame seed at it. Okay. I'm going to say roll roll for an attack then. Ooh. Nine. That wasn't great. Nine hits. Uh, oh boy. So as it go and roll damage. Oh, helps if I actually type that in. I'll take max damage on that. Max damage. It, you see this? You see the flame seed crash into this and immediately light up inside of it as it starts to slowly burrow a hole into this thing, um, and it kind of, the flame eventually sits in the center of it and sizzles out. But you, it does 8 a, a damage. And it's still coming towards the... Uh... It doesn't seem like it affected it much at all. Okay. It just it just took the hit and continued moving very, very slowly. I'm... I guess if that thing is in my way... I guess I'm taking the cave. Um, I'll go ahead and take a, you know, a, a slow trot towards the the cave, even though I couldn't uh, couldn't figure anything out about it before, okay. aside from the fact that it is way down there. But I don't want to fight this thing if I don't have to. Okay, I'm gonna say uh, as you go to turn around in a sudden. Uh, you catch in your peripheral a sudden jerk of motion as this thing dashes ahead 15 feet and attempts to attack your wildfire spirit again. Okay. Um, I'm going to need your wildfire spirit to make another deck save. Uh, oh, nope, that wasn't right. Uh, 17. 17. So still you're still good as it tries to rush forward very quickly it's just a sh very sudden burst of speed and then it completely it just falls short of your wildfire spirit and your wildfire spirit is able to jump away like it did before uh and then it can as your wildfire spirit jumps away it then keeps up with you as you kind of briskly walk through the cave uh and you Turn, be, turn around, and with your dark vision, you just see it, that creature just slowly making its way, just just quietly following you at a very slow pace. 
Um, I'll look at my wildfire spirit and uh, say, uh, Newt, keep eyes on that. And just a look of acknowledgement from your uh, from a wildfire spirit, and it kind of like looks behind its shoulder and just continues walking alongside you. You you get the sense mm-hmm. you you can outwalk this thing just by walking at a normal pace. That's kind of what I got to, but I wasn't sure, and I'm not taking the chance to not have this thing watch my back for another forty minutes or so. Right. Um. Well, so yeah, I will continue down the the cave. Okay. So as you continue down the cave, um, you wind your way through uh, through darkness, and the, the cave is fairly straight. There's not a whole lot of bending, and not a lot. There's just a straight shot. Um, and with your dark vision, as you get probably from from the stairs a good 300 feet away from those stairs, you start to see and smell. You feel a breeze, a very slight breeze coming into your face from where you're facing. And you get this weird smell of like, like, uh, moisture, like a very long sitting moisture and like a mildew type of smell, uh, as you make your way through there. And, uh, as you get just a little bit farther, a good, with your dark vision, I believe, I believe with the goggles is 60 feet. feet. I think I think you're right. 60 feet. Uh, with the goggles, you see you're now... It's almost blinding with the goggles on now. Um, as this very bright, intense blue and gold light shoots into your eyes uh, about 60 feet away. I will go ahead and uh, tuck the goggles up into my turban. Um, and keep making my way towards that light. Okay, so a- as you make your way into uh, into that area, you get to another mouth of a cave, and you find yourself staring down at a chamber that is easily thousands of feet wide. Uh, and you, you're looking down, and you see a tree with golden leaves and crystals, blue crystals coming out of the ground uh, along the wall. And you're about when you when you get to the mouth of the cave, you find yourself easily 200 feet up from the from the root from the base of this uh, of this chamber. Um, I'm going to say when you get to the mouth there, make a perception check for me. Uh-huh. 24. It's hard to see because of, because of your. Uh, because of where you're at but with a 24 you kind of squint your eyes way down and you see what looks to be two of your companions already uh there next to each other leaning as you look down more you see this branching uh landscape of small little streams that are surrounding this uh that are surrounding this tree and as you look closer you see elka and thaddeus uh, sitting next to one of these streams, kind of just talking amongst themselves. But you are over 200 feet, uh, over 200 feet in the air, and for, away from them, you're every bit of three to 400 feet away. Um, let's see. 
What can I do with that? Um. And sorry, not three to four hundred. You're about two hundred feet from them. Now that I'm looking. Okay. So two hundred up, two hundred across. Yeah. And whatever that math's to as a diagonal. Um. And it is fairly bright in here, correct? It's the brightest you the brightest uh, environment you've been in since you've been in this cave. Absolutely. Okay. Um. Naturally, I've never summoned the newt until I was away from everybody, and I am aware of that. So I know that they wouldn't necessarily know that it is friendly if I sent it ahead of me. Um, but I will try to call out, um, Clumsy One, Long Ears, make a Pale! Make our performance check. <laughs> oh boy. With the slate wind breeze, I'm going to say, Elka, Thaddeus, make a, um, make a perception check with disadvantage. I need a 16. With disadvantage? Yeah, I, I rolled a 16 and a 17. And Thaddeus rolled a 5 with disadvantage. Um... <laughs> So with a 17, you hear a very quiet, like, muffled voice, familiar voice, coming from way far into the chamber, out of your view sight from where you are at. But you do not hear what they are saying, but you hear just the very slightest of echoes coming from a direction. Uh, Thaddeus, you do not hear this at all. Only, only with, what? with with El with Elka's kind of advanced sense of hearing, she's able to I, I, she's able to just hear the slightest of echo. Um, if it looks like they don't recognize, haven't like, if they don't make any sort of uh, definitive like, oh hey, you know that's a that's a something. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, no, you know what? I wouldn't do that. Never mind. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and grab my uh, wildfire spirit and try to kind of Sonic and tails this thing uh, down to the ground so I can start making my way across to them. So your wildfire spirit glides down, and it's enough that. It's like a, I'm, I've been trying to figure out a way to describe this, uh, but I think I figured it out. I don't know if you've ever seen any videos of like a, uh, of a parachuter getting their, their parachute tangled and it's just enough yep. resistance to slow them down, but it's not enough to break their fall and land safely. It's, it's kind of like that, but just slightly slower. Like there's enough wind resistance that if, uh, as you're gliding down, um, which Elka is slightly aware of there being a noise off in the distance as you glide down. Um, actually, you know, it's going to be easier if I just show you on a map. Fair. So, where you are coming from, 
where you're coming from is a... Well, let me grab... Baten. Baten, the... Where you're coming from is here. Mm -hmm. And you're gliding down. And I'm going to say, at the rate you're gliding down, you land around here. I'm going to need you to make an acrobatics check for me. See, uh, That's fair. Natural yeah, one. buddy. You go to <laughs> let go as you get as you get within safe landing distance. Um, you you go to let go of your of your wildfire creature and your feet hit the ground, but your top the tip of your toes your your claws hit what you didn't see was a little boulder a small little two foot boulder you hit you hit that and fall ass over teeth. Uh, stumbling about 10 feet, you take four points of bludgeoning damage as you uh, as you take a nasty little fall. Um, but you are now on the ground, and you are now within about 100 feet of your friends. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to book it over there, and uh, I'm going to need to duck away for a second here, so um, hopefully that's a a spot where you're planning on transitioning to somebody else because there it is perfect do then you, yeah i'm do gonna what you gotta do cool thanks so as we look away from that for a moment um beep you found yourself being teleported um along with alan the furbolg um you were the last into the tree and out uh, well second to last in the tree alan but, you, but alan made sure to grab onto you as you teleported and you all of you went in together um you both find yourself in a in a very dark uh room of of this uh of this cave it's like a very rock-sided room um as you land, you immediately, with your dark vision, you immediately see that Alan is with you. Um, and Alan kind of shakes off uh, the the weirdness of the teleportation, looks at him, he's like, well, uh, I see... Uh, I, I have to get the accent. It's, it's coming. <clears throat> well, uh, uh, I see we're in this together, huh, my furry friend? Beep. Is that all you say? All right. Well, this should be uh, interesting. Uh, and he immediately reaches into his satchel and whips out a torch and looks around. And as he does, the the light from the torch illuminates this room. Um, and it seems like the room has no exit. It's almost like a like a like a cube. You look up. And the ceiling above you is only about 10 feet. And from wall to wall, you can, you can, with how large, kind of how large and long you are, you can see that if you were, you, there's not much room for activities in this room. It's maybe a 10 by 10 room. So, uh, Alan kind of looks around. He's like, well, uh, looks like we're trapped. Anything to get us out of this mess? 
looks right at you, Beep. One moment. <laughs> Trying to figure out if I even have any idea. So, first thing I'll do is I'll go up to the wall and I'll start feeling along it, see if like it's one of those secret room puzzle things. Okay. You gotta push in on a brick or something. I'm gonna say I'm gonna have Alan seeing you do this is also gonna do it on the other side. And right. I'm gonna need you both. I'm gonna have you make an investigation check, and I'll have him make one. So fifteen right. on his end. Here's <laughs> six. So as you're kind of feeling around you feel a very cold stone wall but alan he rolled was a natural 15 so that's plus three so he rolled an 18 as he's feeling along he doesn't feel any buttons or levers or anything that you're that you're searching for but what he does feel is a hole in the wall and he feels a slight breeze coming from that hole in the wall and he immediately looks like hey i uh i don't know if we got any brute force to get us out of this but um there's a hole right here and he just points right to it all right so i'll walk over to the hole and i'll, I'll try to brute force it like try to Try to, like, go at the wall. Just fucking lay into it. Roll an attack using your strength modifier. Okay. So, is that, like, just a d20, or...? D yeah, d20 plus your strength modifier. Okay. 19. 19. You rush where you're trying to like shoulder first into the wall yeah shoulder first into the wall with a 19 and you smack into the wall and you do feel a little bit of give from the rock when you hit it but you immediately bounce off and you uh you take one point of bludgeoning damage oh boy as you bounce off the wall i roll it i'm certain um, but you just like, all right, all right, that, that might not work out the best. And you see, he's like, let me see if I can do something. And, uh, because he does notice like the slight give from the rock and you see him beep. You see him kind of stand up straight and then you slowly watch his form go from already, which he's already fairly tall. He's about seven feet tall. Um, you see his form start, his back start to, like, elongate, and his hands turn into claws, and you see his face go from a, uh, more humanoid furbolg face that you've seen before, starts to turn into a very short, snubby snout, and he starts getting this blackish fur come growing all over his face, and he stands, he's like, oh, <clears throat> All right, I guess maybe a hybrid form will work. 
Um, don't worry, I, I can control this much. And he's going to full-blown punch the wall as hard as he can. Uh, that is, uh, so I'm going to make an attack using his strength modifier. So plus seven. Plus nine in his hybrid, sorry. Now, what is that number? Is that a... F uh, 20, so he rolled 21. So as you watch him punch the wall really, 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 really hard, and you watch the, the, the stone crack, uh, like kind of splinter and crack out in different areas. And you now see that this wall is made out of a very flimsy rock, um, almost like a shale or like a, like a flint. Uh, and as he punches it, it starts to crumble a little bit. Uh, but he does hurt his hand when he does this. And he takes four points of damage reduced by two, reduced by half. So it's, he takes two points of bludgeoning damage as he punches this wall. Um, but with that punch alone, you get the sense maybe a spell, maybe a, like a, or another physical attack might bust you through even more. He just kind of like shakes his hand. He's like, well, uh, think I got somewhere. Hmm. What does Beep want to do? Guessing. They're doing alternating turns here. If you can't. Yeah. Yeah, no, I figured it out. I'm just... I guess what I'll do is I'll hit it with, like, the back end of the sickle that I have. So, like, the... So, like, like the, the, handle. the... The handle. So, you're gonna... Yeah. Okay, so roll... It. So, roll an attack using that sickle. Alright. That's the... Six. Oh, is that... Plus four? Wow, so you rolled a two. Um, yeah. Well, on the bright side, you're punching a wall. Uh, so you need to, the, the, you only need to hit a five Okay. to do it. Uh, the wall is not moving. <laughs> uh, so you hammer onto it, go and roll. I'm going to say roll damage because this matters on, on what happens next. four four points of damage so as you bash this thing in you watch chips of rock clear away and get blasted into dust um just from the impact of, of using a tool on it and you immediately feel this rush of cool air come bursting into this chamber um with uh with your dark vision you kind of can look just barely it's like a baseball size hole uh now on the other side and you get the sense of this wall really isn't that thick uh and you, you look in there and you can now see that with that damage you did it's probably only going to take one small little strike to collapse the remainder of the uh, supports of this wall. 
So Eustace is going to, in his hybrid form, his name's Alan. I literally have it written here. <laughs> Why did I give myself two furbolg werewolves? That's just... <laughs> um, Alan. Alan. His name is Alan. Alan is going to... You're going to see him like gr like grip his claws and like take his the tips of his claws and like scratch them along along his arms his forearms and you're gonna see blood start to drip down off of them and that blood's gonna turn into this into like an icy um uh like an icy type of uh almost like a boxing glove off of his off his uh nails and he's just going to full-blown punch the wall he's gonna roll for that he rolled a natural one so as he goes to punch through it he trips and he smacks his head off of the uh off of the wall and falls face first and all the weight of eustace going into this wall collapses the wall in front of you and you just see and all of a sudden you start to feel this rumbling from this room you're in and you get the sense that you might need to get the fuck out. Um, and Eustace takes, falling forward, Alan. <laughs> His name is Eustace Jr., okay? Eustace <laughs> Jr. We're retconning it. I'm fucking tired of it. Wait, his middle name is Eustace, named after his uncle Eustace. For, for those of you who don't know, Eustace was a character I had before who's a furbolg and a werewolf that died. And now I gave myself another fur. Allegedly. He, he died. He's fucking dead, all right? <laughs> Allegedly. I don't believe you. Okay. Alan takes eight points of damage, reduced to half, because he takes half uh, bludgeoning and slashing and piercing damage. Does he take uh, half damage because Eustace got the other half? No, it's because he's a werewolf hybrid. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Eustace uh, somewhere just like ah what the fuck Eustace <laughs> in his grave is just like that motherfucker <laughs> um Alan falls forward and and all of a sudden the uh oh boy uh Beep you look up and this the the ceiling of this room that you're in is starting to slowly shake because of the collapsing of this wall uh, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need to make Eustace. Alan! Alan. His name is Alan. I'm. Just ignore me if I call him Eustace. Uh, we will not. I'm not going to. Alan. Uh, Alan is going to need to make a acrobatics check. I'm going to need you to make one as well. Oh. Oh, he, 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 he rolled a 13, so he's not doing much better. Uh, Alan, and he's rolling with disadvantage because he's currently prone. Yeah, my sad thing is I have okay. I have proficiency. Yeah, I know. Uh, so for thir he rolled a 13 because his he, he rolled an 18 on his second roll. Um, so Alan is able to immediately push himself up in, a, in his wolf like uh appearance and able to just barely crawl out of the way um beep you're able to jump over him and you land 
uh, on the on a what seems to be solid uh, footing, um, and as you do, you see you now see where you were trapped uh, inside this trap in this in this room. You look and it is a cube of stone sitting in the middle of this chamber uh, that is surrounded. So as as you step out, you look out and there's you look down, there's a giant pitfall that goes as far as your night vision can carry. Um, but as you look, this cube collapses in on itself and grumbles to the ground. Um, Alan is going to stand up. And you're going to see him slowly come out of his werewolf form. Um, actually, he took damage because he used his blood, right? Um, okay. But he's going to slowly uh, get back down into his purple form. He's going to he's gonna look at him and he's like, well, uh, I don't, I'm not much for metaphors, but... Um, Looks like we're uh, that classic old uh, out of the oven and into the fire moment. And as you look out, you are staring into a 50 to 60 foot abyss surrounding you on this small little pillar of rock in the center. Hmm. So I'm going to take one little copper coin and I'm going to cast light on it okay so you, you take this and, guy you're gonna like toss it down yeah I'm gonna like gauge the hole see if there's like any like spots I can get down stuff like that and see how far down it is okay um so as you toss that coin down in there you hear it ding against the wall and you see it and it actually does hit bottom uh, but when it does hit the bottom and it's probably you gauge every every bit of 100 to 120 feet down as it hits the bottom the light immediately gets snubbed out from the coin so you you can either ascertain that it hit uh, you heard it hit the ground at the bottom you heard you saw it bounce and as it bounced the light got snuffed out for some reason something made it maybe if you want to if you want to try uh if you now and you said you uh alan's going to be like uh well um looks like we might need to do something about this. And he, like, starts looking around. He's going to make a perception check to see if he can see if there's any way of making it off this. Um, so you see your coin disappear. What do you want to do? I want to also look around and see if, like, there's a gap in the wall that maybe we can go through or something. I'm going to say roll perception. Okay. Natural 20. Nice. Uh, as you're looking down on this pillar, you do see stair steps going down the side. And they're... Uh, uh, Alan rolled a 15 plus 2, so that's 17. Um, 
he also sees these and he immediately starts to walk. He's like, well, uh, I'd say you're the latter person in this, uh, duo. Uh, would you like to go down these first? Uh, I'll make sure to, if you fall, I'll cast feather falling on you. So that way you won't perish. Uh, beep. But it's up to you. Uh, I, I think this is the only option we got. Beep. So An affirmative beep. <laughs> cool. So <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna walk down the stairs then. So yeah, at, you see these stairs. They're very narrow and they they spiral all the way down to the bottom. Uh, and with your dark vision, you're able to um, look. And you as you're getting closer you see at the base of this flooring um the stairs hold your weight just fine um and they're all carved out of stone uh and as you look at the bottom you see something move relatively large move at the base you're probably about 40 feet up i'd say like 40 feet above the... where you see the movement so going down the stairs okay. it, it's it's short enough the stairs are, sh are short enough that it... you making your way down isn't that much of an issue so you slowly wind your way down and you do see with your with your dark vision just slight movement uh alan is slowly walking down the stairs behind you because alan is very heavy uh, Alan is probably 350, 360 pounds, uh, and he's very large. And he's 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 taking each step down, and you hear a crash about 20 feet above you, as Alan's heel has gone through one of the rock, uh, one of the uh, rock staircases or stairs, and. I'm going to need him to roll a dex check for me. That's a uh, 16. So as he, uh, as his foot goes through um, these, now seemingly these these stone stairs aren't weren't as sturdy as you initially thought. You're just really lightweight compared to him. And as he his foot goes through, he falls backwards. He's able to catch himself, but as he puts his hand down on the stairs, his hand slips and, like, knocks rock off down to the bottom. Um, and you hear this crashing at the bottom, and all of a sudden there's this low guttural growl uh, come rolling through from the bottom. What does Beep want to do? Now, in terms of range, where is, like, where am I hearing that growl from? About 40 feet below you, 40, 40 45 feet below you. All right. And about and I, okay. 20 feet away from you, like, behind you from the stairs. Okay, so like 60 about. Yeah. So do I kind of see it at all? Because like that's like the very edge of like dark vision. Make a perception check with disadvantage. 
Okay. 16. 16. You see what seems to be a very large creature uh, slowly, monotonously moving uh, at the bottom. It's almost as if the floor is moving. Um, and as you're, as you look down, you do see just the slight outline of what seems to be some sort of bony protrusion, maybe a scale coming off of it. Um, something along those lines. And as it moves slowly, you see come further into your vision, the tip of a very large lizard like tail comes up, curls, and then slams back down on the ground and continues moving in the direction away from you. But it's almost as if the floor is moving. Hmm. Is it still within 60 feet? It is now, it's what you would uh, think is, is its tail uh, had is just barely in your vision. Okay, I'm going to continue down, let's say, 10 feet mm -hmm. down the staircase just to get a bit closer. Okay. And then I am going to cast Dissonant Whispers. <laughs> At what? At it. Um, okay. Based off of your other your other perception roll, I'm gonna say you don't really have a chance okay. to as uh, as you've wrapped your way around this pillar. It's coming. It's it's kind of come out of view right as you th right as you think I'm gonna cast dissonant whispers. How, however, Alan now recollecting himself slowly, very lightly. Uh, starts to try to walk down the stairs and again he crashes through one of them but he's able to catch himself um and before uh before long he, he just ah fuck this and he casts feather fall on himself and he just jumps off the stairs and you watch you're the only companion you have in this situation slowly float to the ground um and as you come around the corner Hold that dissonant whispers for a second. Um, as you come around the corner with your dark vision, you see a very large lizard-like creature um, slowly lumbering into a very large chamber-like tunnel at the base of this, whatever this pit is. Uh, and at, it's very serpent-like serpent and very lizard-like at the same time. Uh, and it immediately, you hear it <laughs> sniff the air and you hear, <clears throat> and you see it slowly turn around its head. And as its face gets into your, into your peripheral and in your eyesight, in your dark vision, what you are seeing, it can only be described as a dragon. Yay. Um, so that tunnel that it like it was going towards, do I have like any knowledge of that tunnel? Is it completely dark? 
with your dart it's out of your dart all you can see is the mouth of it from where okay. you're at as you make your way down uh alan also sees what this is and is now going to attempt to go the opposite direction around towards you now that he's safely landed on the ground with featherfall uh and he he's gonna we're gonna make him make a stealth check and we're gonna see if uh senior or flesh ripper is uh, gonna is gonna see him um okay that's enough uh he, he rolled a 12 which is uh 15 for him on stealth or no sorry uh 14 uh what's dragon's perception a uh, dragon's perception is shit apparently because that's a three um so yeah alan's able to sneak away very quietly and come towards you he's like all right in a very whispered voice, it's like, all right, as you can see, we don't want to mess with that. Yeah. Uh, so I will also enter stealth 20. Easy, 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 easy. Uh, and you see this dragon turn around and kind of, you see a puff of like smoke come out of its nostrils. Um, and it just slowly, from where it slowly turned around to look, it just slowly turns its head back and starts boom, 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 walking down the tunnel away from you guys. And Alan just, like, crouches down because you are quite shorter than him. All right. I've gotten a good look around this chamber, and uh, that is the only tunnel out of this place. Unless we want to climb up these walls and risk that. But our only options are wall and into the unknown or dragon. And you start to see his hands start to slowly shake a little bit. Uh, and he, he, he then he's this, this decision is up to you. Is there a way I can, like, calm him with, like, a persuasion check or something? Or maybe a charisma check? He's... I'm gonna say sure. Um, I'm gonna say go ahead and... Uh, how are you? You're just gonna try to, like, put your hand on him to... Just yeah, like, put, a, put my hand on his shoulder, just be like... Try to comfort... Right. Uh, make, persu- yeah. make, a, make a persuasion check. 25. You're rolling like a goddamn rock star right now. Um, so yeah, he he sees that. He put his hand on him. He gest- gesture to him. It's okay. All right. All right. Um, we're we are. I think we can sneak past him. If he didn't see us there, this this is his place. You know, if he didn't see us there, then. He, I have a feeling he was only there because of the, uh, because maybe because of the noise from the cube, or, but, I, I don't know. Um, we could probably try to sneak past him, but, or we could try climbing up this wall. I can only use Featherfall tw- two more times today. Um, so it's up to you. I'd, I'd point towards the tunnel and just say, very tone, like very toned down, just. Beep. Oh, 
Alright, alright. And he, uh... He's, he's like, he, he just slowly stands up and quietly walk towards the tunnel. Uh, we're gonna come back to that in a second. Um, alright. So, who we have left is Aiko. Uh, Aiko. You found yourself falling infinitely, and you landed at the base of what it seemed like a brush of wind kind of came flying up at you and, and broke your fall as you came flying towards this fire pit. There's this ring of fire on the ground. Um, as you stepped out of that ring of fire and into the cavern, you found yourself uh, you found yourself face to face with a with a cloaked with a cloaked hooded figure in the darkness and all you heard was dad yes is is that is it really you who's asking and you you immediately get this sense of like really it's me dad you know the little chick you grew up you, you raised you found it's it's your daughter asshole it's well it's hard to believe that right now because we ran into so many shapeshifters that could transform well well fine let me think of things i could tell you and he and she immediately like throws her cloak uh her her hood off and it is the face of now that you're getting a closer look at her is the face of your uh Arikakra, uh adopted daughter aria or aria um and she's like well let me think of things i only know about you um uh, you you really don't like sweet things a whole lot uh let's see here um you saved me when i was a, when i was just a little hatchling remember that me along with aragon where's aragon by the way um i don't know i don't know how else to prove it to you dad inside check go for it Seventeen. This person is telling, is doing everything in its power to tell you that to tell you the absolute truth. Are you the only one down here? Are there other children? Uh, I, I no, I'm not the only one down here. There's. Well, there's no sense in telling you about it right now. Um, here, uh, do you trust me now? Will you follow me? Will you at least do I me will, that favor? I will follow you, but I will have my guard up because I don't 100% trust you just yet. Fine. And she gestures and she leads you into this chamber and, um,. You, as you walk closer, you see this fire pit uh, crackling uh, with numerous kids 
of all of all ages uh, surrounding this fire, keeping warm. You see tents laid up all around in this chamber. It's probably about a 30 to 40 foot chamber, circular chamber, uh, maybe 20 feet high. Uh, and you see these improvised tents made from foliage and leaves. You see like the leaves are slightly golden hued. Um, and there are 30 bodies, people, uh, like actual physical people, all ranging from the age of three years old to like 20 years old, uh, sitting here. And she's like, I, I can't, I got sucked into this weird tree. And the next thing I knew I was falling through the air and I, you know, made my, I, I was able to brace myself because of my feathers and, uh, I landed here. And when I landed here, I was confused. I didn't know how I got to that tree. Um, but when I landed here, I was greeted by this man. Um, this man was incredibly tall. I, he wasn't very broad in stature, though. He was skinny, he was tall, and he called himself our, my savior. And I, me being me, I told him that there's no such thing as a savior. Um, and I told him who, I asked him who he was and he wouldn't tell me. And I then blacked out and that's when I woke up in this chamber. Um, and I found myself in, of, surrounded by people of all ages, kids primarily, and all of them were very confused. And so I decided that there really isn't much for me to do other than figure out how to get out of here and hopefully help these kids. And I've been doing that the last two months. Uh, and within the last two months, there's any time a kid would show up just like I did, I would guide them here and make sure that they'd be fed and, you know, kept warm and had a place to sleep at night. And then now you show up. Dad, what's going on? Um, well, I'm trying to figure that out too. Uh, but who was the first child here? Oh, um, at least in this camp, uh, the oldest is over here, and she points you into the direction of a kind of tall, um, younger-looking man, probably in his 20s, early 20s. Um, slight, uh, slightly longer beard. Uh, human. Uh, he has dark black hair with a dark black beard. And, uh, she's just like, it's probably Josiah, I think, but... Let me here. Let me introduce you, and she waves you over, and she's like, "Josiah, um, I don't know how to say this, but my dad is here. Um, do you want to talk to him?" And you see this very. As he stands up, he he gets he's very tall. He's compared to you. He's like six and a half feet tall, and he stands up, and he's broadly built. And he's like, "Well, well, hello there." Um, 
Uh, nice to meet you. I'm Josiah. I've been here for a long time. Um, so I, I don't, I guess, ask away. I mean, I, I've been here the longest, at least in this camp. Sorry, my internet's lagging. No, you're good. Like, like everything's spazzing. Um, let's see. We are inside of a tree. What all have you explored since you've been here the longest? Well, well, in, in this chamber, um, and he points around, he's like, this chamber here, from the best of my ability, granted I can't see in the dark, so it has to all be lit by a torch. Um, this chamber is just one of many in this cave. Um, there's winding tunnels that go all out through in every which direction. Uh, although we do know that where we made, where I was able to, I found myself in this cavern. Uh, but I was able to wander out when I was, I was take, I was taken here when I was 13. I've been here, I've been down here for 10 years now. And I've just kind of made sense of this life and uh, survived. I have no idea where I am. I've never been able to make it anywhere out of this cave. Um, but I did find myself in this giant chamber, much like this one that we're in. And as you look around out into the greater chamber, this chamber is, as far as the eye can see, uh, even with your dark vision, you can't see to the end of this chamber. It's just darkness. And you do see slight crystalline glow coming from the walls. And he points in the direction that you came from. He's like, that's where all the kids come from. As far as I know, every time a new one comes or a new person comes into this area, that's, that's where they're teleported. Um... You're the first adult to come through the tree. Um, or And that's what I remember the best is there's this just clearing in the middle of the woods. And I saw this tree and I was, I was young and I didn't know any better. And I just wanted to climb the tree. It, I had this weird sense of adventure whenever I got close to it. And as soon as I touched it, I found myself here. Um, but if you go that way and he points more to the right of where, of the chain of the like little ring of fire that you came from, if you go that way, there's this giant lake. Um, that's where we get all of our drinking water. Uh, we have to boil it. And there's also a slight stream. There's a stream that, uh, if you go this way and he points to the left, there's a giant tree that has golden leaves. And this chamber is brilliant. And there's the stream coming in and out, weaving around this tree. And every time we drink that water, which it scared me, but when I drink that water, it healed my injuries. And I don't know why that's the case. I couldn't tell you why that's the case. Um, but either way, I, I don't know. Um, that's how we may have been able. That's why I. That's how I made my hut here. I figured this would be the best safe spot 
uh, to make a camp, and ever since then, I've ne uh, more and more kids started coming in. Some my age, some much younger, some even older than me. And but I've been here ten years. I don't know if any other people have come here before me, but they've never showed up in my camp. Other than you, of course. So, if it's mainly dark here, how are you able to tell how long you've been here? By, well, I was born with a really strange brain. Um, I count the days. I count the minutes and I count the hours. And I, I was born with the, uh, ever since I was a kid, I've had the ability to just know exactly what, what time it is. Also... It does help when you kind of have a good sense of... I mean, to be fair, my counting could be off. Uh, but as far as I know, I've been here for around 10 years. So either way, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to say. It's... Uh, I'd say I'm glad you found your daughter but how do we get out of this mess? And I've been all around these caves and I'm afraid to go much deeper than I have. Especially when, as you can see, and he points around, there's just, there's kids that are seven, six, eight years old. Uh, there's a, there's a, actually a toddler that is just barely over the age of two that has somehow made its way down in here. And uh, there's kids ranging from... Uh, I mean, there's teenagers, there's some adolescents, but most of the kids that are in this group are young. And they've only, and he, he kind of gestures over to them and he's like, these kids have only been here for, most of them, most of them, actually a good portion of them came within days of each other, just only a year ago. And now they're here and I don't know why they're here i don't know how they got here i don't they haven't really spoken much they've just accepted the food and the shelter i provided them and your daughter has been really helpful uh anytime someone new comes she goes off into the darkness because she can see and she brings them back Alrighty, well, give me a few minutes. Uh, I want to look around and then I might be back to ask you some more questions. So you're just going in the cave alone? Yeah. Um. Yeah. And you see. I'm stupid like that. You see, you see, you, you see, you see Arya like kind of like cross her arms and she just like shrugs. My dad's always like this. Wanders off and disappears for a couple of months and comes back, says hi, and disappears for another couple of months. At least that's how it's been ever since I've been around. Well, that's what happens when you are the lead lone ranger of the uh, village. You gotta do what you gotta do to protect your city. Yeah, I've heard that a dozen times, Dad. Alright, well... I'll stay here in case, or like, uh, well, I guess if any other kids show up, there hasn't been any kids for a while, at least 
how long, Josiah? And Josiah kind of stops. He's like, probably eight days since there's been a kid disappearing. Or a kid showing up here. Um, but he hasn't really talked to us and he kind of points at him. It's like, he hasn't even told us his name, really. Um, he's just kind of sat there and give to eat and eat whatever food we've given him. My guess is he's probably around 10 years old, 11 years old, but he hasn't really said anything. But I guess you're welcome to search around if you can, if you're a ranger and that's your job. I mean, I suppose that my, my, uh, my own father was, uh, well, wasn't a ranger but he was a woodsman and he he definitely knew his way around the woods and i didn't li guess i really didn't listen to him when i wandered out at night but it's my own fault anyways uh yeah i guess wander away i suppose all right yeah if i find anything i'll definitely be sure to let y'all know okay and then Arya immediately just looks at you like tilts her head to the can I come with you? I I suppose but keep your distance away because I still don't trust you hurtful but fine and uh, so she she, she uh, well uh, how far away is far away? Like, are we talking five feet away? Are we talking... About ten feet. Okay. And so she just slowly wanders behind you. Um, but as you... Which way do you want to walk, Aiko? I want to... Do you want to go towards the, the chamber with the lake, which is to your right, or the chamber with the tree? The chamber where the kids uh, teleport from. So Where they appear from. So where you appeared from. Yeah. So you walk over there and you see this blazing ring of fire. Uh, and in the center of it, like you uh, found out, the center of it's kind of like a, a bed of straw. Um, but the straw is not catching on fire. It's just a perfect ring of fire. And uh, Arya looks and he's like, yeah, uh, it's been like that ever since we got here. Um for some reason, this this ring of flame does not doesn't catch anything else on fire, nor does it ever go out. This is the only source of light, other than the own the other the actual fire that Josiah made. Uh, it's the only source of light in here, other than the odd crystal popping out of the the ceiling that glows a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. But is there anything you want to look at in this chamber? Just if I recall, didn't someone give me a sending stone? Yes, you have a sending stone that didn't seemingly, which you didn't realize this, seemingly didn't work whenever Zane attempted to contact you. Okay, so that was last session? This was 
this would be two sessions ago, which takes place in the same day. Okay. Um, I do not know. I forgot how sending stones work. Is it only one attempt to contact a day, or is it one per stone? Well, it has to work, obviously. Right. But it has to be within a, a 15 second message. Right. I understand that part of it. What I'm trying to say is, um, can you use the sending And I know it's a one use per day, but I don't know if it's per stone. I have to look it up real quick. I don't know one way or the other. So <laughs> since you didn't allow it to work, I would assume it's still usable. That's because it's once per dawn. Sinkstones come in pairs with each stone carved to match. While you touch one stone, you could use an action to cast sending spell from it. So you get a use per stone. So per per long rest or per day so the only thing that disables them is if they hit a anti uh, any, any sort of anti-magic barrier or if or anti-communication barrier or if uh if the stone is physically destroyed then the other stone becomes non-magical so none of that has happened so yeah you could you could use that sending stone if you want to try to contact whoever's holding it. Yeah, I want to Yeah, whip out this sending stone and I want to send a message. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to limit you to 15 words instead of 15 seconds. Cuz that's more fun. Choose your words carefully. I think it's 25 words, is but it, it could be wrong. Is it 25 I think words? So. Hold on, so. hold. Oh, it's sending. It's whatever <laughs> sending is. So yeah. Uh, it's twenty-five words. So twenty-five words. You use your words carefully. Um, I just want to. He's writing it. He's he's writing it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm just gonna say, anybody there? found children send help okay Zane yes roll a d100 for me oh Jesus okay ninety five <laughs> you're fine you hear the voice of Aiko come ringing out of your pocket. Um, and you, you hear the message he just, he just said, you have the opportunity to send a message back. Hold up. Man's is <laughs> typing out in, in a roll 20 to see how many words. Yeah, that, I think that's and just to make sure, I won't be able to respond again, right? Nope. Nope. Okay. Alright, I'm just gonna reply. I'm stuck on my own. Keep the children safe. I will try to find you. Cool. And then. So. You're able to do this, and Aiko, you get, you get the... You get the message very loud and clear. Um, 
but now it's up to you. What do you want to do? Uh, she's kebab. Alright, this is going to be a dumb move. I'm going to, I want to go to the lake and I want to jump in it and see what, use my dark vision to see if I see it, the bottom, if there's anything at the bottom. So you have to, you have to travel your way to this lake. So okay. the, the lake is yeah. through, a, through a tunnel on the far end of the chamber you're in, a short tunnel probably about 100 feet and then you go into another chamber that has this lake so you head over there um as you head over there with with your presumed daughter following 10 feet behind you no more no less uh you you just hear her say oh uh, don't if i were you i wouldn't stare at the water for very long um it kind of plays tricks on your mind if you aren't careful uh but uh and you just kind of keep walking as you walk into this open chamber um hey ori are you are you there buddy you're muted yeah what's kicking ori alara uh you hear footsteps coming from the other end of the chamber you're currently sitting in um and I need you. What do you want to do? You hear footsteps, very faint footsteps, too. From what you can ascertain, just from using your normal uh, hearing, probably two sets coming your way. Demon, he'll throw an axe in that direction. Are we still like surrounded by that water? You're you're on the you're on like the the uh, the sh I guess the shore. Or the okay. the lake side of it, um, so you're gonna throw an axe in, in the general direction. Yeah, he's gonna be like demon and throw throw an axe. Uh, oh god! Alara's just gonna like stay next to his legs, like she's scared. She doesn't really oh, understand. One of his hand axes. Oh, one of your okay. Uh, I'd say roll a ranged attack then. Uh, how far away? About from where you're at, probably sixty feet, seventy feet. It's a range on a hand axe. As far as you can throw it. Well, there's a range, right? I, don't, I actually don't know if there's a range on hand axe being thrown. Uh, 20 to 60, if I recall correctly. Me. Everything has a range. Fucking 5e. Making Could have a thing, called, a thing called gravity. Making things not cool. Fuck you, Isaac Newton. Boom. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I mean... 20 feet for close range, normal attack, and then... 60 feet is a uh, would be a ranged an at range attack so you'd be able to throw it in the general direction but I don't think you'd hit anything 20 to 6 yeah I'll throw it you throw it go and roll an attack for me and this is where Echo dies what is this again plus 7 13 13 so you throw this hand axe as hard and as far as you can 
and the axe, you hear it twirling through the air, but it lands just short and bounces on the ground and, and bounces against the wall on the far end of the chamber. Now, remind, my reminder, this chamber is completely lit because of all the crystal around it. Uh-huh. And it's just a slightly bluish, like, blue-blue uh, hue to it. And as you hear a clang, Echo, as you get to the opening of this clearing, you see about ten feet in front of you an, a hand axe bounce against the ground and bounce at the wall to your right. I'm going to go up to it. Okay. And I want to inspect it, see if I've seen this axe before. Do I see him? At this point, you, you or like see, anything. You see, it's fully lit. You see Aiko step out, the short-framed Aiko step out and bend down to pick up your, your hand axe. Behind him, you just see a very curious looking creature with a beak coming out of its uh, out of out of like her hood uh like reaching what is that dad and you hear this He's, or like squints Laro's <laughs> gonna be like it's another little person look it's in a little Deem. man's hood <laughs> deem deem a oh echo hey <laughs> and you see have that back Emer emerging emerging from the fa it's it's lit it's fully lit in here but it is a dim light you see you see emerging fr like from near the lake <laughs> this 10 foot fully horned <laughs> mammoth of a creature step out like, can I have that back <laughs> he like why he walks up to Aiko like do you have me that Yeah, uh, how'd you get here? And did you go through the portal, the same portal I did? Yeah, I got ate by the tree. Who's that? Oh, uh, oh. hello. My name's, my name's Aria. Uh, I'm, I'm his, I'm his daughter. Yeah. Uh, daughter? Or he, like, squints, he's like, how old are you again? Like, uh, two and a half? You know, no. Oh, you're talking. Oh, oh, you're talking about him. He's like forty something. He's kind of becoming an old man. You're an old man. You age beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't give him that much credit. And then she like brushes Aiko out of the way. She's just like, "Nice to meet you. My name is Arya." And he, she holds out her talon-like hands out to you. He'll shake. Uh, yeah, he'll shake her hand. Like she, she doesn't have hands. Yeah, she does. Her air cockers do. They absolutely do. Wherever she used to grapple things. Yeah. Air, air, air cockers define all reason. Whenever you think of birds, all right, they're they're humanoids, yep. but with feathers. And yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll he'll grab her. He'll use his whole hand to shake. She's <laughs> like, secure. Wow. Nice to meet you. And it'll shake up and down. <laughs> you just see, you just see. She's she's fairly tall. She's about six foot, five five, maybe maybe slightly shorter than six foot, but she's she's within maybe the. She's definitely a lot taller than Aiko. Um, and she's you just see her shoulder like going up and down, 
uh, as you shake her hand. And she's five, like, six. She's five, six. Thank you. Uh, she's like, nice to meet you, uh, Mr. Ori. Um, can I have my hand back, please? Oh, yeah. Uh, thank, thank you. Where'd you get those feathers? Uh, I was born with them. Look at Aiko. You don't have feathers. <laughs> Did you lay with a bird? Dad, Dad, what does lay with mean? Don't worry about it and no. She don't know that yet? She well, don't know that yet. And she... I, I, I travel a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, when two people get together, Oh, and she just she and she she just starts looking at you very, his hands. very intently. Hold on, his hands like he's like trying to like he's like moving his hands like he's explaining. <laughs> when Alara looks traumatized at this point. Hello, uh, he'll look down. Alara, cover your ears. What? You just hear take her little paws. She's just like <laughs> perfect timing on this train. So, but whether it be a man, woman, woman, man, or man, man, woman, yeah, you know, whatever you want to be, you know, anyone. Uh, um, right, right. Are you gonna stop me? <laughs> no, I go. I'm intrigued. You really want me to tell her this? I'm, I'm very intrigued. Keep going. Lara is in full tears. <laughs> Wait, whoa, wait, wait, whoa, 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 time out, You really want me to tell you this? Mr. Mr. Ori, can you, can you take up a, what is that? And she points up to, points up to Alara. Who is that? Oh, this, is a, this is Alara. This is Alara. He'll pull holder out. I'm just gonna, like, uncover my ears, and she just looks up with those big-ass yellow eyes, and she does the thing where she's, like, and and you 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 see Arya just immediately just grab her, and she's like, "How old are you?" Well, you're really. I tiny. don't know. I'm not very smart. No, that's that's okay. Neither am I. Um, what? Well, you're not smart either. No, Ori, she's dumb. Well, not that. Oh, no, she gets it. She gets it right from her well, uh, old man. He'll he'll pet. I go right out in the back. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you're not be very smart. Well, uh, um, you're I'm... plenty smart, Alara. Look what all you've done. I'm yeah, so... I do get a lot of cheese from everyone everywhere we go. Speaking so of which, we were looking for cheese in this water, and it was down there in the bottom, but then I couldn't get to it, and then Ori swam down there, and he said he saw his brothers and everything. It's like some magical water. Oh, but what, about it. Yes, uh, I, I know about that water. Uh, it seems to show you what you're, what you want the most. Um, but you're really adorable. Well, that's fucked up. And, and, <laughs> and uh, he, she, like, lifts... Alara back up to you, Ori. It's like, here, I, I think she fits more uh, up with you. And he'll, Alara, lean his, he'll, lean, he'll lean his head down to put, for you to put, or for her to put Alara on his head. And Alara, you just see Alara, like, like, reach as far up as she can and just, like, place Alara down. She's like, there, that looks a lot better. Alara, can we be friends? 
I like you, bird lady. You can be my best friend. I like you too. Um, uh, Miss Mr. Rory, you said you saw your brothers at the bottom of that lake. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. Uh, too too much. Okay, not pry. I don't want to pry. Um, it's okay. So anyway, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Are you you know how to get out of here? <laughs> no. Um, Dad, how do you know these people? Well, we were hired to find the children, and me and this uh, other person, we started off an adventure, and then these two, with a group of others, showed up, and, well, he tried to kill us at first, but now we're all a big team trying to uh, find y'all. You, you, <laughs> you teamed all up right, it's with a long no, it's a no. long story. Mr. Ori, You're leaving the, the details here. Mr. Ori, with all due respect, this is a father-daughter issue. Dad, you teamed up with them, but you wouldn't take me into the woods? Oh, you're mad about that. Yeah. Yeah, what's wrong with you, Aiko? Well. Put his hands on his hips. I don't like teaming up with people. But. And I only did it to find you. Well. Okay. And she just, like, kind of gets shy and just like, well, if you want to go, come speak with the others. They're over here. And she just starts guiding, like, walking back the other way, kind of quietly. Alara's just like, well, if it makes anybody feel better, the last time I got dropped off in the woods, I got abandoned. So, yeah. See you, my No one asked. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Who asked? <laughs> he cries again. He didn't say that. He doesn't say that. Exactly. She drowns herself in the water. No. <laughs> or he holds her under. Oh my god. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Join my family. Just kidding. Uh, god damn. All right, I guess we'll. All right, I guess we'll follow them wherever. All right, so they, they lead you out into this, uh, through the tunnel, and or you're going to have to duck going through this tunnel. Um, As we're going back, I want to ask Ori stuff. Okay. Go for it. Where are the others? Oh. They all went in with me. Yeah, use the sending stone to talk to Zane, and Zane says that he didn't like kind of trouble dealing with his own stuff and he'll find us later that's all i got oh okay hey uh actually hold on um since i'm a minotaur can't i not get lost no, you can't. You can't get. You can't get lost in caves, buddy. Yeah, can I find the way out? If you wanna, if you wanna start searching around, you absolutely can. Or can I find? Hmm. So how? What I? Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, you go ahead first. Oh, I was gonna say how that ability works, or how the feature works, is that you remember each and every cavern and corridor you've walked down 
okay. you're able to remember it to a very fine uh, finite detail. So if you start wandering off in directions, it would take you as much time as it would take normally because you are try you are traversing this cave for the first time. Um, you couldn't you wouldn't just be able to magically find the exit. Well, what you could do is that instead of pairing up with everybody else eventually and trying to find it, you could just start wandering around aimlessly and spending time trying to find it. And you'd be able to remember how to get back from where you're at. Would he... So, could... Yeah, he could remember just everywhere. Like, he just has a mental map of the cave. Yeah, that's exactly... As he goes along it. That's exactly how that works. Yeah. Okay, it's not a... He doesn't actually know the whole cave. He has to like you know walk around. Right, right, right. It's not okay. Uh, yeah, you, you have the, you have the mental image of every single cave you've been in before. Okay. Uh, but you have not been in this cave, so you would have you would have to explore first. Okay. Well, it's probably best to just you know find everyone first, and we can get out later. Okay. So, you guys wander back towards the other chamber to where the you and Alara unknowingly know that's where the or at least some of the children are um we're going to stop there with that right now and we're going to go to zane um zane you have found yourself stuck in a tunnel uh with a uh with a giant fucking boulder uh in your way. Yep. So, um, what do you want to do? I want to attempt to move the boulder. <laughs> How are you going to move the boulder? Fucking hands if I have to. <laughs> so you're going to try to push on it? You're going to try to lift on it? Like, what are you going to do? Can you... I... Is there enough space for me to even, like... Or, like, is it blocking, like, the whole... It's a blocking hallway ish. It's, it's 10 feet tall. So it's taller than you, but there is about a five foot space at the top of it. So if you wanted to try to climb this boulder, you could. If you wanted to try to push this boulder, you'd have to pass a incredibly high strength check. I will attempt to climb it, but I will also use my rope of uh, my magic rope of climbing to do so. Okay, so make a, uh, if you're going to try to climb, I'm going to say make an acrobatics check or an athletics check with advantage. Acrobatics. I'm getting my D6 ready now for when you fall. 12. 12. That was the DC. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, you are easily enough, you struggle a little bit making, because the boulder isn't, there's not a lot of handholds on the boulder right. but using your rope your uh your ma the magic rope you have um you're able to climb up it very slowly but you're able to get to the top and you're able to easily slide down the other side uh rope in hand past this boulder now what you see in front of you is more long hallways just like one long hallway or like multiple in your vision at the at currently it's just one i'm just gonna carry on proceed down it slowly <laughs> okay i need you to make a uh i need you to make a perception check for me 
Okay. So we got hit on that one as well. 11. 11. You hear a very muffled vibration of heavy, very heavy footsteps. Boom. 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 Uh, way off in the distance. Like, you can't tell where they're coming from. You can't tell how far away they are. All you know is that they're quiet enough that you can... Or loud enough that you can hear them, but quiet enough that you can't tell where they're coming from. Uh, and it seems like they might be coming from... Could be coming from the end of this tunnel that you're in, or could be coming from above you. Could be coming from below you. You really just have no way of telling. I'm just going to proceed carefully then, since I have no idea. Okay. So you proceed carefully down the hallway. Um, and you, shockingly, well, actually, roll, uh, I'm going to say high or low, buddy. You want me to roll, or are you rolling? <laughs> you need to choose high or low before you roll. Hi. Go up, go for it, roll. Off into dice. Hell. I know, right? <laughs> I rolled low. Uh, you rolled low. Interesting. Yep. So, after walking for about five or ten minutes, probably have made your way through six hundred feet of of uh, of cavern. You come to an opening into a much larger. What seems to be a could be a tunnel, much much taller than the one you're in, but you you come out into it and to your left you see a almost like a giant room to your left. What seems to be a pillar coming up out of it, um, and then to your right you see just a very long very tall very uh like almost like a half uh like a half cylinder uh, uh just massive the, the ceiling is every bit of 100 feet tall in this tunnel it's just a massive corridor and to the right you look down and you make a perception check for me er, well natural one yep. you look down and you're just staring into darkness you don't really hear anything um you don't hear what you also don't hear are the very quiet shuffled footsteps of Alan and beep slowly walking towards you in the tunnel. Um, even with that percent with your dark vision, you see two, you see one very large silhouette and one fairly shorter silhouette, uh, like, walking single file blind crouching walking their way through the tunnel uh, that's the one on my left or my right that's to your left coming from what seems to be the room with a giant with a giant uh spire in the middle of it i am going to just take up a defensive stance like hand and shield up just ready to tussle if i need to cool uh not to cut you short there, um, but let's go to, uh, real quick, let's go to that. Well, actually, Thaddeus is not here, so we're going to give it a second. Uh, as as they're, 
as you see these two figures walking towards you, Zane, um, you start to try to squint and look closer at them, but you just can't tell in the darkness, with even with your dark vision, who these I do have light on me. Oh, do you have light on you? Because my magical tinkering on my shield, oh. it's lit up. So, beep. As you're walking, taking the lead down this hallway with Alan following fairly close behind you, you see this glimmer of bright light coming from the side of to the to your right from the side of this tunnel. What do you want to do? Is, is Beep here? Austin, mm -hmm. are you here? Oh no, did he fall asleep with his camera off? <laughs> He's not muted. No. Everyone screamed loud simultaneously. <clears throat> Austin, I swear to God, if you fell asleep on me again. Austin? I'm going to call his ass real quick. Pimples. I'm going to put him on blast real quick. <laughs> Let's get him on every social media platform. Oh my god. <laughs> he probably did fall asleep because I, I forgot he was here. <laughs> I was like, we're missing somebody. The boy! He leaves! I saw that picture of Lex. That's fucking hilarious. Wait, a picture of what? Put I'm, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I was just calling your ass. <laughs> yeah, I literally was downstairs for a moment. Oh, okay. Your camera was off, so I was like, I don't know if he's asleep at his desk or if he's... <laughs> no, I'm here. Okay. So, what you've... Well, I don't know what, what all you heard, but Zane found, him, found his way through his tunnel encroaching into the very large tunnel that you witness this dragon walking down and as you're you and you and alan are slowly making your way like stealthing your way uh along the left side of the tunnel you see this giant glowing light come just illuminating from the side of the tunnel uh it's in a fairly smaller about torso sized uh it's just kind of like shape of light uh, what do you want to do? I guess, like, very slowly approach it. Okay. Zane, you see this... Are, or so, how are you approaching? Are you going to... In stealth, are you on all fours like a tabaxi would? Slow. Well, like, I, I, I'm still in stealth, yeah. Zane, so you see this... The creature in front... So went in front, drop down to all fours, and slowly, cat-like, start wait, making its way close to you. And then looking past it, you see the very large, you see what seems to be the larger person in the background stand fully up. And you start to see him slowly start to grow and get shoulders get broader. You see, you see a silhouette just slowly start to change uh, as... Uh, uh, beep, as you get up closer, you see... Now, is your armor up, Zane? Yeah, I'm in my armor, but, I mean, it'd be recognizable. You see the armor that you've seen many times now, but it kind of a scary thing to see in the middle of the darkness. Um, 
with these two little beating red eyes coming out of the slits. Um, <laughs> you, you, see, you, you see Zane standing there at the ready, and Zane, you see, uh, you see Beep there, and then you all of a sudden you see, presume now that you realize who it is, you see the other person behind Beep drop down to all fours and just immediately rush towards Beep. And that's when you realize, okay, this is Alan. And Alan's like, oh, oh, well, uh, that's embarrassing. And you just see him stand up and slowly start to change back. Um, I'll just kind of get a bit more, like, loose and be like, oh, <laughs> we're good. Uh, it's, it's good. <laughs> and, then, and I'll come out of stealth. Yeah, and then immediately Alan's like, wait, mm, 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 shh. And he just kind of points down the hallway. He's like, there's presumably a very large and in charge dragon down this hallway. Do not. As soon as he says that, I'm just going to make the light disappear from my shield. <laughs> just be like, nope. <laughs> I'm, sure you've, I'm sure you've heard the footsteps. It's very large. And it... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Large flying lizards are not my forte. Uh, however, uh, okay, all right. Well, uh, let's let's. Um, mm -hmm. uh, we've decided that we're gonna stealth behind it. Where where does that uh, where where does that uh, tunnel there lead? Nowhere good, and it's a dead end. <laughs> uh, understood. All right. So uh, our choices are. Go back to where we were imprisoned, and he points kind of at the spire. Or our options are to follow the fucking dragon. Big, big scary claw man it is then. All right. So you guys start walking down that. Um, now let's go back to Vaten. Uh, as Bingo scrambles to put on his headset. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> Sorry, I've got like a crisis going on with a friend of mine, so I'm oh, trying to you're, you're good, juggle, yeah. juggle, and still listen. Okay. So, Vatan, you you land, you land, and you've taken a little bit of damage, but you're able to run up easily, run up to uh to your friends, and you, and Elka and Thaddeus, you both see a silhouette from coming out of the darkness this tree's bright and you can see but it does cast a weird shadow from the way from the where uh, Vatan is coming from and you see him step out of the shadows and it's it's the neighborhood friendly lizard man that's been that's been a part of your uh, your group for a while uh, and now yeah, it's up to you. what do you guys want to do Uh, I guess we'll wave at him. I'll wave at him. Right. I draw in my rapier as I saw him approaching, and then when I recognize him, I will whirl it around and bow and say, It is the Master Cook. Yes, this one has happy to see others. I, this, this one did not like being alone in these caves. Yes, I just shortly landed before you from climbing down the wall and 
found Elke here. We've not had a, much time to discuss what is going on here. Are, are you harmed in any way? The, the tree here gives water of life. This... Oh, yes, yes. Drink. I, I, I'm, I'm, like, limping a little bit. <laughs> I, this one has uh, injured an ankle on the, on the fall. Please you should drink. drink. The river. I will drink from the river. You feel almost like you, you take a drink of it, and this water, you feel it from the top of your head down to your toes. Almost feel like it fills up every inch, every extremity, every inch of your body of just this very relaxing cool uh, that it just sweeps over your body. You feel the exhaustion from travel. You feel the exhaustion from exploring. You just wash away. You feel your ankle slowly start to like go numb a little bit and then feel completely normal. You watch like any odd cut, bruise, um, any, any sort of damage that you may have took from the days prior just slowly starts to heal. Um, as you as you drink more and more of this water and you you give you become fully healed um and it's you get this nice little breath of fresh air now elk i don't know and elk and thaddeus i don't know if you both have drank this water as well i know elka did um i did but i have it written in my notes if you drink from the river you get five temporary hit points Woo. that you did not tell me um, and I didn't have a chance to discuss this last because that's when we ended, but I have three empty jars. Okay. And I am going to basically fill all three of these jars with the river water and as well drink some myself. Okay. There you go. Uh, same for you. Same, same cooling sensation. Um, and you did get five temporary hit points. Um, but... You have found what seems to be a uh, a tree of life that, and Elka, you you do you do recognize this tree, these golden leaved trees. This is a tree of life from the forever disappearing kingdom of Arun, um, your homeland, and uh, <laughs> I actually would like you. I'm going to say make a history check for me. Nineteen. You would know that the seeds and the saplings of the trees of life cannot prosper without the soil of Arun. You know this to be an absolute fact. You studied this growing up. Um, so, whatever knowledge you now gain from this, uh, from your background knowledge of this, that's up to you to share if you want to, but uh, you do get the sense that, are we, are, am I home? Like... <laughs> I will think about it for now. I'm probably not going to want to tell 
it too much to people. It's kind of like about whether or not I want to tell everyone where we are and that I'm probably also from here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So fair enough. Uh, so uh, with your group now, now intact, is there anything you guys want to do? Do you just want to hang out by the tree? Do you want to try to venture more into the caves or do you, you want to try to figure out a way to contact your friends? I don't know if any of you have any have sending or any sort of uh, any way to talk into someone's mind. Um, do we know where the others are? This one does not know. This one has only seen a small non- human blob I came into a tunnel and when I landed I there was an opening and I looked down and saw Elka um, and then you but the rest of us we entered pretty much all about the same time does anybody have any knowledge of this kind of an area one knows nothing. Do I know anything about this kind of an area? No. You were you were born into a into a high class elven family in the in the woods. You have never really been in this sort of cave. You and you have and you know what actually because of who you are and the connection you do have as a family um, make a history check for me, Thaddeus. A normal? Just a normal history check. Six. You don't know much about where you are. However, you did... There were tales that were told to you as a child that don't go wandering into caves, you'll never come out. Especially if there's Fay involved, but that was just a. Um, given your family history and the lineage that your family has, that's more of just a wives' tale, more of a tell something to tell the kids to keep them out of danger type of deal. Yes, well, I've been told many a wives' tales, and several of them have gotten me killed. Oh, run away from my family. And I I think we need to try and find the others. Um, does anybody have a sense of direction that we might head? Elka, how did you... Did you arrive here at the tree, or did you come from another way? I I landed down there, and I, I followed the, the sound. And Vatan, you came from the sky... Of sorts. Was was there any other ways? There was down, and was a cave. This I followed the cave to find you. I'm going to look at the pattern of the water. Okay. 
does the water like travel in a direction that doesn't go like into a wall where it goes down a tunnel or something the water from the best you can gauge i'm gonna say make a survival check uh can i pop on that bandwagon absolutely i don't even know where my roll 20 tab went there it is <laughs> uh, three in survival for thaddeus uh, for, for thaddeus it's like the blind leading the blind um you look at it you can't really gauge anything you get that the the stream is running away from you and away from the tree more in the uh in front of you um but vaten you very clearly see the stream rushing into what seems to be a smaller cavern probably a hundred or so feet away from maybe 150 feet away from you uh and it does go into what seems to be a cave and flows into that cave if you want it on the map obviously that's where it flows that yeah that corner there right. um so it like disappears into the wall or is uh, it like it, it it's there there's a mouth of a cave there of a tunnel okay. and it seems to be flowing down the center of this tunnel but you from just a quick glance there's no way for you to ascertain how far that tunnel goes if the tunnel ends up going underground if it goes uh if the water disappears in there it's just you you really you can't tell even with the hot that high of a survival check you can't really tell from where you're at mm -hmm. Um, okay, then I'll start walking along and um, say, come, the river flows this way. Okay. Alka and Thaddeus, do you follow him? Yeah. Cool. So, it, you guys, you find yourself in a tunnel. Um, and this tunnel's from side to side is about 10 feet. Maybe slightly larger, 15 feet. Um, but you could go side by side at, at best on each side of the river, uh, each side of the little stream. The stream is not that large. It's probably maybe a foot wide. Um, and it's winding through this tunnel. And as you walk down it, um, Elka, you don't have dark vision, correct? Just so I, I do remember, not. So I remember this. Okay. Uh, so with Vaten leading the way and Thaddeus, I'm guessing at the rear, just because he also has dark vision. Um, you guys make your way down and you find yourself in a very small circular cavern that leads off where the water pools up uh, in this circular cavern. Uh, then when you look farther into the circular cavern, you see two ways. You, know, you see two more caverns, similar size uh, of water coming into it. You assumed probably similar, uh, so probably similar water. And then you look on the far end of the circular, the circular dome of a cavern's probably 20 feet tall uh, and maybe 40 feet across. And there's a small little pond pooling up. And you look at the very end or very, very other side, the opposite side of where you're at. And you see the same similar size tunnel that you're in now, uh, but 
slightly taller and slightly broader. Almost seems like it was actually carved out of the rock. And it seems to be leading into a far to a long, farther distant tunnel. Appears that it's pooling here and we maybe traveled past. But all of us must agree on what direction we go. I feel like Vatan understands what we're doing, so I trust him. It does make a good dinner. I guess you're the lead, Vatan. This one is not comfortable in caves. But... I'm behind you. And we um, have a good set of ears. So... kind of half spaced out uh during the description of the place so i'm trying to kind of piece together what i did here um it looks like so it looks like where the creek river stream whatever splits it looks like it's all coming here this is a uh, a pooling location there's not necessarily anything going out correct okay um I'll uh, turn to Elka and Longears. You are familiar with this water, correct? I am, yes. Is it safe to swim in? I'm assuming that's a yes. Is this a DM <laughs> question? Um, yes. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the answer is yes. Uh, you've. Elka. With your knowledge of it, you understand that the people of your realm have used this water uh, to bathe in. It's also, uh, you also know that it's one of the main reasons that Fey folk and people who live in Arun have such longevity. So you would know right away that, yes, it's very safe to swim in. It's just ordinary water, but with healing properties. Yeah, we can swim in it. Uh, this one will be back. And I start um, unwrapping the turban from my head. Um, I will keep the dark vision goggles because I'm assuming it's dark under the water and I can't exactly light a flame like I normally would. Mm -hmm. um, and strip down to my uh, lizardy desert skivvies. Um, you'll see Vaten kind of shudder again, like he really doesn't like this, mm -hmm. but he's going to go ahead and jump in and, uh, utilize my hold breath feature. Hey! Wow, 15 minutes at a time, that's helpful. Um, yep. And I also officially have a swim speed as well, um, but I'm going to go ahead and... 30 feet. Um, yep. So I'm going to go ahead and um, kind of see if there's any current or um, anything that I can kind of glean where the water goes because it doesn't make sense for this to just keep pooling and not have an exit somewhere. Right. <clears throat> um, as you uh, as you jump in, this water's... <laughs> Shut up, bro. You're just being noisy to be noisy. 
Jackson. Go lay down. Go. Sassy little shit. Anywho. Aren't they all? But sorry about eardrums. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so you, you jump in. This water's very cold. Like, bone-chilling cold. Um, and, but you're fairly alright with, with your tough skin. And, but you jump in. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not amazing. But you're able, you, you jump, you, you, uh, Thaddeus, okay, you see, uh, you see Vaten disappear quickly down into the water. Uh, Vaten, as you're looking down into this water, you see probably about a hundred feet down, you start to feel the pressure of the water above you. Um, but you do feel this, not swift, but very light current going down farther and farther and farther and farther. And you can ascertain that this pool of water goes down, could go down as far as a thousand feet. Um, but you do feel a very slight current as you get about 100, 150 feet down. Uh, and as you look as you look down you see crystalline features where the where it seems like this water has just melted away the stone from the face from the face of the earth and all you see is just crystal lining its way the farther down it gets uh you feel cold but cold can't really describe the amount of cold that that you're feeling right now it's literally as if you're being frozen solid by this water and you but you can move your hands you could swim you have free range of motion but you feel even with the thicker scaly hide that you have you're starting to feel numb in certain extremities because of the sheer cold that this is um but these crystals almost seem as if they're ice they're but this ice is so clear that it it, it's it's hard to it's even for for a, for a young man from the desert you've never seen anything like this um and but it's up to you it's starting to become almost unbearably cold yeah no i'm out <laughs> um and uh, are lizard folk hot-blooded perchance <laughs> or cold, cold-blooded uh, <laughs> on paper i think I don't think it actually says. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say I, just for the fun of it, roll a Constitution check. Uh, seventeen. You're able to grit your teeth and bear it as you as you swim to the top. Uh, and you guys see Vaten emerge. Um, what you guys do notice about Vaten is that he's Breakage. he's never been cleaner one um and his scale his scales that were that are a like very pale uh kind of like a pale green have kind of turned even more pale correction uh, yes I, I i have dusty red brown dusty red brown i was going off the picture i see right now oh okay yeah I was trying to go more for a brown in the picture. So. Okay, well, you see this this reddish brown <laughs> scales turn a lot more of a pale, uh, like a pale brown. It's like 
when you spend too much time in an ice bath and you're all your all your skin is just pale white it has that effect except it's head to toe on Vaten and as he stay like Vaten as you like put your hands on the on the on the edge of this of this like uh, pool your hands start to shake involuntarily and your arms start to shake and you with a 17 you're able to get through it but you know if you don't warm up quick your things bad things could happen i am sitting down i am taking a torch out and between i am double casting produce flame and i am warming myself up <laughs> all right so you do that and you're able to warm yourself up to where you're not shivering anymore um Elka Thaddeus, without even without without even having to talk to him, you know that it's fucking cold down there, and you can feel like kind of a cool breeze coming off the pool as you're sitting there. Are are you all right? One does not like the cold. No. Uh. I've Should heard I? Things about this cold. I'm gonna light a torch and kind of like get it close to him to try I, and help I mean, him warm up. Yeah, like I'm, I'm basically I have a torch in my, like, in front of me that I'm sitting in front of. I oh, okay. produce flame going in both hands, like trying to warm myself up. Like, yeah, I'm gonna say after about ten minutes of sitting there holding it. You get to the get to the point where you can feel your extremities again, but as soon as you can feel your extremities again, instant rush of pain, and all your fingers, all your toes, your feet start to start to cramp up a little bit. Um, you were one bad constitution check away from catching hypothermia. Figured. Um, <laughs> that was part of the reason why I got the hell out of there. Yeah. Um. But. You are alive, you are well, you are warm, and you're actually with the flames, you're able to dry yourself pretty well. Yep, uh, once I am nice and dry and not going to get my clothing wet, um, I'm going to go ahead and re-robe and carefully re-wrap my uh, bourbon around my head. Okay. Um, I will pass the... Um, goggles of night vision dark vision i will go ahead and pass those to um elka and just say uh this one can use fire oh. well thank you. you you put these goggles on and your entire world opens up compared to what you saw before from ben now hardly being able to see five feet in front of you you can now see everything in this chamber elka all right um but just to remind you there's so including the one you came down the tunnel you came down there's three tunnels that have water rushing into it uh into this pool and then on the other end from where you're at uh there is a slightly larger almost what seems like man-made tunnel going into a uh, another chamber or at least down another tunneling hallway what do you guys want to do i think that obviously there's no route out on this pool and we came from this direction and the other direction is appears to maybe this look natural so i'm gonna say let's head that way 
Makes Swan sense. has no reason to argue. Well, you're kind of in a shrinkage mode right now. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of glares at you a little bit. So, you guys make your way down the tunnel, and it's the tunnel's not very long. You actually, uh, Elka, for the first time, it's seemingly in your life, you uh, you walk down and you can see into what seems like pitch black darkness as you get to the mouth of this cave that is probably the cave is probably eighty feet long from where that where where that pool is. Um, and as you get, you find yourself in a very large cavern, very much like the one that the tree's in. But this one seems twice as big and twice as tall. And it's, uh, you can see on the very far end, just barely, like everybody can see this, even, even Vaten with it, without the dark vision. Um, you can see this flicker of firelight coming from about 400 feet from you. Six, uh, four to five hundred feet from you, um, and it is definitely unnatural. It's it was it's there. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and go ahead. I'm gonna snuff the flame that I'm producing and using to see, and then put my hand on one of the other two, whoever's closer. And um, I'll hold your hand. Perfect. <laughs> um. And, uh, yeah, just basically not give away our position with extra fire. Okay. So you guys going to try to make your way to that light then? In the in the darkness? You mm -hmm. see that light in the darkness, correct? Yeah, everybody can see it. It's about four to five hundred feet. It's just, uh, from from your vision, it's very, it's very dim and it's very small. Um, but you see that, just a very flip of, of small flip of light. And as you make your way, the fire, it gets kind of big, bigger. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, I want all of you to make a perception check real quick. This would be using your ears, so. That's funny. There you go. Uh, with an 18 perception. Um, God, Thaddeus, it's, it's becoming a joke at this point that you just don't see and or hear shit ever. <laughs> He is too above seeing things. Did I knock you out, though, Matt? Jesus. Um, with a natural this water I'm drinking may not be water. With an eighteen, oh. with an eighteen, you begin to hear the roar, the very familiar roaring of a fire. As you get closer, you guys are probably two hundred feet away at this point. And Elka, with a natural twenty, you hear chattering. Of all of, of, of like a wall of sound that hits your ears, you being you having the ears that you do, um, even though they're flopped over, your hearing is significantly better than most people in your party, uh, and you hear this wall of sound hit you that is sounds like people conversing, laughing, crying, talking amongst themselves, and it's coming from not so far away from you. There's people. Young, old. All. Well, unless it sounds evil, we should probably go in that direction. Not like we have a whole lot of choices. 
Right. Well. Would you I, like me to stealth ahead and see if what I can come about? I can also stealth. Like, uh, are all three of us pretty sneaky? Yeah, I'd say so. If y'all want to roll Why? a stealth check, this one is not not sneaky. <laughs> okay, well, if if Elka and Thaddeus want to sneak ahead and the Vaten slowly follow behind, that's that's a way to do it. Or you guys can group stealth, where I would say either one person rolls with advantage or all of you roll, and then I average it out. Faces based off a pass fail. Well, let's... I, I, we, let's just do a group roll. I, I am the weak. I, I will tell you right now, I am probably the weak link in this. That being said, yeah, the, the plus four. <laughs> I got uh, a 23. I like this dice. So, <laughs> you know your character. You are the weak link. That was the only fail. Um, you guys successfully, I mean, so Thaddeus being who he is, Thaddeus is easily able to kind of saunter off and be quiet. Elka kind of gets small, right? She's already fairly small, but she kind of gets smaller and she starts making her way close. And Vaten, you do your best to get as small as possible, and but you end up being slightly, slightly louder than the others. Um, but it is still enough for all three of you to get within everybody's earshot and vision of this camp uh you see a bustling camp with in this chamber uh with tents made out of what seem to be the golden leaves from the tree that you uh that you're just at you see a giant bonfire with kids of all ages sitting around it you see a tall burly man with a black beard handing a uh what seems to be a some form of bread that he maybe made to one of the younger people at a uh, sitting around the campfire. Um, I need all of you to make a perception check. Okay, I, <laughs> I only rolled slightly better than you, so you going one extreme to the other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 10, 10 was the DC, so uh, Thaddeus is just kind of unaware. Uh, what Thaddeus does not see, but what Vaten and what Vaten sees very clearly, what Elka kind of sees, is a flicker of light probably 300 feet to the right from where you're at. Um, and you see, uh, Vaten, you see silhouettes of multiple people. Um, walking towards you from the other end of the cavern. And one of them is particularly tall. Um, larger larger than, than the other uh, uh, than the other two that are uh, that it seemed to be on foot. Uh, the one leading it is uh, you can, from the outline, they have a rounded head from that far away. Um, but, and then there's one that's fairly, fairly tall, like, like average height. Then you have one that's really, really kind of really short. And then you have one that's like abnor abnormally tall walking towards you, but with one, one, uh, torchlight leading the way. Figures over there. 
Now, my vision is not well. It's. Can you describe what you're seeing? I'll go ahead and relay the uh, description. Okay. So you do that. Um. So, Aiko, Ori, would you to be trying to stealth, or are you just kind of wandering back because Arya is guiding you back to the camp? Just be, head, just head, be heading back. Okay. Yeah, just be walking. So, as, if, go ahead. if we think there would be danger, we would hear the kids screaming. Right. Um, so as you, as you guys walk your way back, um, Vaten, with, with that perception and following them, you start to hear what sounds like hooves hitting the ground. And it, it's coming as the bigger one, as you can see, is taking steps. Um, with a 23, and as they get closer, you you know who it is. Oh, yeah. I'll kind of uh, get out. I was kind of in a um, little bit of like a almost combat crouch, like my spear at the ready. Um, and then as I realize who it is, I'll stand up um, and to the other two say, it is, it is friends. There's large one and tree sleeper. I do not recognize, I don't think I could necessarily pick out Elka on or Ori's Alara, head. Alara, yeah. Alara, sorry. You just see kind of like a lump. I knew I was going to do that eventually. <laughs> you, you just knew see, I was going to do that eventually. You just see kind of this weird lump sitting like on his shoulders slash his head. Uh, but you can gauge probably who it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, then uh, I'll say uh, small one is there as well. And one that I do not recognize. Wow. One that this one does not recognize because... Vaten doesn't talk in the first person. <laughs> well, let me send a message to the large one um, that we see them and we are approaching so he doesn't decide to make us his next meal. And you... Or you hear what... what, uh, what Thaddeus just said and you immediately hear it and you see the group of three slowly approaching up and you guys are now from far away, but now reunited with three members of your party. Friends. Ori waves. Hey. <laughs> and uh, Arya immediately like goes from being kind of pissed off at her dad like because she was kind of very childish very like not talking at all like turns and like wait are these also your friends dad yes they are wow what vaunted large one i need to speak with you over here privately i will look very confused very he'll, confused he'll and... just you over to a corner of the cave I'll head off with you. Right, he'll look over his shoulder. He'll like he'll have his arm over you, and he'll like look over like left and right. Yeah. Oh yeah. He gave a he put a Lara down on the ground. Okay. He lay her down on the ground. What? Vaughted. You're not gonna believe this. What is it? 
Ico laid with a bird woman. That's me laughing. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Uh, Who I, does I, that? I'm just gonna cock my head to the side. This one does not know. You look at Ico like, what a we got a freak, am I right? My little lady of cheese, have you found any cheese for us? <laughs> that's that's too Alar Alara. You're muted. Like. Oh, uh, hold on. I think she went over to her couch, but she's still awake. I think. Who's tr who am I hearing the train from? I'm not hearing any train. I have music blasting in my ears constantly, so I can't. But. Oh, hold on one second. Y'all, today was a long day. I am exhausted. Yeah, oh my god. We're, we're, I had we're, a stream going. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that the only thing I could think of is I have the, my fan going on pretty high speed, but. No, this was a freaking train, like. <laughs> and I'm like trying to see who's turning green. Where the. Hell, it's like it's outside their window. Evidently, I hit bump the YouTube stream. <laughs> oh my god, I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> so, you guys, since it's getting late, uh, you guys are now reunited. You, uh, Ori and Vaten, walk off to have that short little conversation. I don't know what Vaten's uh, reaction to that would be. Uh, um, just, just head cocked and kind of like a, a so what type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> this one. I didn't know interspecies could procreate. This one did not know as well. Um, so I just rolled a perception check for Aria. <laughs> uh, she has a very high perception. Um, very, very high perception. <laughs> she just she just rolled a twenty four, uh, and she, without you guys realizing it, she sneaks up behind Ori and like jumps up and grabs on Ori's shoulder. She's like, she's like, hey, Mister Ori, what you talking about? Ugh. Um. Nothing. She can insight check you. We're not we're not talking about you and your father in that your mom is a bird. We're oh. not talking about that. Oh, you're wondering about my mom. I don't know who my mom was. Uh honestly, I, I'm pretty sure my dad told me he just found me down by the river somewhere and he just Oh, okay, that makes more sense. I don't know why I didn't think about that. And she, like, lets go and drops down off. She's like, yep, I'm just... He got me and raised me as his own, and now he takes habit in leaving me in at the village and, in, and now dark caves. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Sorry, I go, and he'll, like, kind of, like, wait. <laughs> Sorry about earlier. That was rude. No, no worries. And I didn't, get I didn't know. I apologize. And no worries, but Lamar Bertram's interesting. 
<laughs> she immediately Wait, turns what? to you. Oh my god. <laughs> she immediately she oh uh Arya just kinda just looks at you and just like shoots you a look. There you go. Uh but then she immediately turns to Vaden and she's like, Well, you're you're new. Who what's your name? And she like puts her hand out to like shake your hand. One and actually now that you mentioned that, um, does anybody else in the party speak uh, Sabathian? I should have asked this a long time ago, but... The answer is no, because you're the only person from the Sabbath Desert. Okay. Um, I'm going to kind of look... Not ashamed of it, but like nervous to say it. Um, this one is called... Vaten. Mr. Vaten, well, it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, I'm Arya. My name, uh, well, my name's Arya. Uh, I'm his, I'm um, that guy's daughter. Uh, this, this one was a foundling as well. Oh, were you? Well, we have something yes. in common. Well, uh, I guess. At least you have a father willing to accept you. <laughs> as you hear from Thaddeus just out out in the middle of the cave <laughs> just 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 like but uh she's like I have well, good parents <laughs> I have a good dad he's a very nice guy my mom got rid of me <laughs> everyone has fucking trauma in this party my cheese monster stay away from my house from my, from my family <laughs> Jesus and she like she like uh, <laughs> points over to the uh, camera. She's like, "Well, why don't you guys come over and meet the others?" Uh, it's uh, Ori. I know you already did, but well, no, Ori didn't. Um, sorry, Dad did. Uh, but yeah, let's go over and meet the others, and we can maybe figure out how to get out of this place. Are we missing anybody from your group? Where is Zane? Yes, the the shiny one and the one who killed me. You're still here. What are you talking about? Okay, tried to. We've all tried to kill something. So it was like shrug. Well, you've tried to krill pretty much everything. Krill? Krill. Sorry, I couldn't let that go. So we're, we're, we're missing, uh, you said Mr. Zane, and are, we miss, are you missing anybody else? Yeah, he's about... Uh, you know this the beeping one the beeping. i don't know I, I haven't had a, i haven't come up with a good one for beep yet <laughs> the beep one yeah. the one who beeps and the mr <laughs> the one who beeps gotcha okay um well let's let's go back to the camp and i guess discuss it uh and we'll we'll go from there um and on that note let's go to zane beep and alan uh you got as they make their way to this camp because these these three are the ones that are probably the most fucked um so you three have kind of made your way slowly stealthing along the cave or along this tunnel and as you get closer uh, you you start to hear this <clears throat> <clears throat> And you just hear this grumbling, like almost like a like inhaling, and then just grumble, 
coming out, like ver reverberating through this cave as you get closer and closer and closer. And as you make your way into this chamber, you start, you, your eyes can't believe what you're seeing. As you look around, this chamber is massive. Thousands of feet in every which direction. It's easily 400 feet in the air. Um, and every which direction you see piles and piles taller than any building you've ever seen of gold coins and golden treasures. You see gems danced about all throughout these. And what you have now realized, Zane, I'd like you to make a history check for me. Yeah, can do. This is my history modifier. Oh, baby, that's a 21. You read about dragon hordes before. Um, and what you what you are now looking at fits the bill to the T. And you start looking around, and you, with a 21, you know that dragons, specifically red dragons and blue dragons, love to bury themselves in their treasure. They love to be touched by their treasure as much as they can. And you knowing this, look throughout and immediately know that you are one false gold coin away from revealing death. Oh boy. <laughs> um, <sighs> what The weird thing about this chamber is there's light everywhere but it's unnatural you don't know where this light is coming from but it's so bright that it's reflecting off the gold and you get the sense that the wherever this light's coming from is reflecting so hard off the gold that the gold itself is lighting this room uh there's enough gold here to fund an empire and it's seemingly as you made through the made your way through this tunnel is the only chamber you can go to other than backwards towards where that spire was where where Alan would have probably described to you what they were encased in um don't don't touch a damn thing in here it will be very bad if we do Beep. i assume you're saying this with a quiet voice yeah uh, Alan's gonna look, and his eyes are like big, and he's like, right, right, don't touch anything. Uh, take, he, take some. We can buy so much cheese. We will die. He's gonna make a history <laughs> check. Wow, he just nat twenty. He just nat twenty to history check. Alan. Nice. Uh, Alan's gonna look. He's like, yeah, we're we're liable to catch whatever whatever the dragons have dragon sickness greed whatever you want to call it all i know is that if you take anything from a dragon you're bound to go mad but uh i don't see any which way to go why is it so bright in here i don't know i can't find the exact source of the light so i'm assuming 
There's gotta be some way out of here. Make a perception light above. Make a perception check, all of you. Oh god. He rolled a two, so he's not seeing anything. Uh eleven. Eleven. What about beep? I'm getting there, hold on. Twenty one. Nice. Uh looking around this chamber is so big and so filled with gold that it's almost hard it's almost blinding to look in here uh but with a 21 beep you do notice brought 150 feet into this cavern filled with gold uh there are stairs stone stairs a stone stairway making its way up into what seems like a door at the very top probably 40 feet up um, but this is about 150 feet away from you, and there's treasure everywhere. So traversing this terrain would be considered rough terrain A, and B, there's a potential that you're stepping on a sleeping dragon. What do you guys want to do? Um, I mean, what choice do we have? <laughs> we kind of have to get last. <laughs> Like, um, I think the big guy should stay back. Uh, I don't think we should leave Alan behind. Well, I mean, like, at least let us get out first, you know. There's, ah! there's, uh, no way in hell I'm, I'm, uh, doing that. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I don't know why the hell I haven't done this yet. And he immediately, like, like, you see him... Well, let me make sure I'm doing this right. Okay. So, you see him grab a feather out of his out of his uh, cap. He, like, plucks it out of, like, his... He has, like, his hair's all matted. He grabs a feather, and it's, like... On it is, like, this little nut look, like, acorn-looking, like, thing that's tied to it. And he grabs it, and you see him, like brush the feather over his face and he's just like I got this and he uh he uh all of a sudden you see him turn into a songbird and you see him transform he's like and you you hear in a very quiet higher pitched voice perks of perks of being a druid and he just turns into a, a songbird and he starts to flap his wings and you see him like immediately just take off and he starts circling around trying to find where this dragon is while also going towards the stairs well Beep, we uh we've got a problem he's getting out and we're not <laughs> so, so uh i am going to re-enter stealth both of you roll stealth check 21 Okay, that's not so bad. 20. 21 and 20. Uh, yeah, you guys are easily able to stealth and you start making your way. I'd also Now I'd like you guys to make a dexterity check for me. Because you're going to be climbing over coins. Oh. 17. <laughs> bad? Sweat nervously. Austin? What'd you it's roll? It's a six. 
Oh. <laughs> I got 17. 17 is 6. Zane, you're able to climb up this uh there's this uh, the gold the, the gold mound and this mound is so large that it you have to you have to cross over it and by the time you get over it and walk down it you're going to be just close to these stairs um beep i'm going to check your dm that you just sent me before oh, I say don't it was an accidental dm <laughs> okay um yeah beep with a six was that a was that a two plus four is that what that was yeah cool oh god um it wasn't a one as you <laughs> right <laughs> you think that matters motherfucker um <laughs> but it wasn't as it wasn't as you climb up this pile of gold you slip. The gold start falling out from underneath you, and you start realizing, uh, "I gotta hurry." So I'm gonna need you to make an acrobatics check. Okay. Fourteen. Fourteen. You're able to get just sure enough footing that you're able to place your foot down and jump to where you can get into a more of a stable part of the pile. However with the raining gold coins come flying down off this pile you hear zane you being in front you see out in front of you this tail reddish scaled tail start to move upwards and you start to hear <laughs> no fuck <laughs> and uh you see this um beep does not uh, and as Beat makes his way over the gold pile, you start to see the wings start to span up. And these wings are just from the bend in the wings raising up. They're every bit of a hundred feet long. And you see it, you see the claws start to slowly appear out of the gold that it's buried in. And then you see the nose, the gold coins fall away from its nose and you hear echoing through the chamber who has entered my pile of treasure is there a fly or maybe a little rat that's wandered their way into my keep uh, at this point beep reroll stealth for me Fifteen. That is a natural twenty on the dragon's end for a perception. Ah, I haven't smelt feline in a while. And you just hear the nose start going insane. You see the nostrils moving on its face. Uh, Zane, you are now next to the stairs what do you want to do um you are still in stealth mind you oh god this is a really stupid idea but Wait, uh, have, how have... far away is beep from me okay i have one idea though like 30 feet 
Oh, thank God. Uh, what's your idea first? My idea is cast mirror image, because if he tries to attack me, at least I have a chance of avoiding it. True. I'm going to work my way up the stairs. <laughs> Just right. carefully, because he hasn't seen me yet. <laughs> All right, so I am going to do exactly what I said and cast mirror image. Okay, you're going to cast mirror image? Yes. Cool. Um, you see the dragon start to slowly inch its way up and it arches its back and stands up on its hind legs and what is now facing you beep is a incredibly large probably from floor fucking dog from floor to the top of its head where it has two horns coming out of the top of its head. This dragon is 200 feet tall. And it puts its front claws down and just says, I'm willing to let you live if you just show yourself. So, beep at the fucking dragon, my guy. Alternative idea. <laughs> I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep running for the stairs. Okay. All three of my copies are going straight at it. But well, that's not quite how they work. No. Well, kind of. Kind of like that. Okay. So what they? <laughs> they mimic your action. They though. mimic your action. So they're running next to you. Yeah. And immediately, just, the dragon just goes. Hmm. Which no, one no, to fry? I'm going to drop 50 gold coins. I'm just going to be like, this is my penance. Just let me go. You think you say, well, yeah, you don't say anything. You do. You, you, you can only beep. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just beeping, but I'm dropping them. Just, I'm just like beep, this beep, persuading them with gold. Yeah, I need some scared beeps. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Um, you roll a roll persuasion check with disadvantage for me. Oh, okay. Well, I'll roll again. <laughs> ah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm on a twelve. Oh my god. Twelve. <clears throat> I do not understand what this beeping is, but. <clears throat> And you start seeing its belly glow. Zane, as you make your way upstairs, uh, you're running upstairs. Zane, you make an acrobatics check with advantage because you are sound footing. You see, uh, wow, two sixteens. Damn. Okay. So yeah, you're able to run up. You're able to get up the stairs. Beep. I'm gonna need you to make a. I need, I'm going to need you, my friend. He's going to look down at you. I would run. And you make your way up, try to make, you just make your way to the stairs with your clones, like, like basically coming in and out next to you. Um, make an acrobatics check for me with this advantage because you're rushing. 15. Wow. Okay. 15. You're able to bound up the stairs as you hear 
the ignition of a breath of fire come erupting from the from the mouth of this dragon and you see uh alan in his bird form drop it and immediately put up let me pull up alan's uh character sheet just so i'm, I'm getting it right uh come on where is it it's so many fucking spells where is it? Oh, there it is. Um, he's going to put up a... Uh, why is it being weird? Game. Come on. Roll 20 is being stupid for me. Uh, sorry. He's going to put up a wall of stone. He's going to stop and he's going to slam his staff down right, right behind. He's going to put up a wall of stone and this blast of breath attack fire comes flying through. Um, with the stone, you are fully covered. Um, but this fire from this adult dragon is enough to melt the stone you were sitting in. So I'm going to need you to make a uh, dexterity saving throw. Beep. Normal? Beep. Just the no, normal one. 20. 20. You're able to, as you feel your feet, your, your hair starts to like slowly singe a little bit, uh, you feel you're able to like, like hop step it where you're not putting your feet down long enough on the stone because he's now turned basically the, all the stone around here, at least on your level to an oven. Then uh, as you, as the fire stops, you feel this breath of wind, like almost like a wind, like rush in around you. Uh, are you going to try to go up the stairs where Zane and, uh, and Alan are? Yeah. As you go up, the stairs where they are you see a giant dragon claw reach down over the uh, wall of stone and land right on the stairs stepping down and you see face to face the teeth of an adult dragon staring at you all three of you that's where we'll end for the night <laughs> nothing like a little cliffhanger there Nothing like the imminent death of three characters. It's fine. It's fine. Just a dragon. Just just a dragon. It's just a giant red so, dragon. So I I just so you guys know, I misclicked. So I was I was trying to pull up the stats for a for an adult red dragon just to see what the attacks are and everything. Uh, I accidentally clicked ancient dragon, and I'm so glad I'm not putting this up right now. I, I saw Ancient flash up on the stream because I had the stream like up, <laughs> up there. Scared the and shit I wasn't out even of like yeah. I wasn't even paying, paying full attention. I just like happened to look up at the exact right time, and just happened to see it out of the corner of my eye. And level like, four, level four. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bit, bit early, Zach. But you know, you, you even do an adult red dragon's kind of early. Oh, it's absolutely early, but there's a reason for it. Um, uh, the reason well, is get the fuck out. <laughs> right. Sure, we'll we'll go with that. Well, 
thank you for playing, guys. We will. Oh, what is next? Is next weekend Labor Day? No. Or is it the weekend after? It's the weekend after. Weekend after. Okay, so weekend after uh, next Sunday we'll be playing as normal. Um, we're gonna play it by ear for Labor Day weekend. Whoever whoever's available, we'll we'll see if we have I'm, enough people. I know. I'm just gonna go ahead and be like, I'm probably not gonna be here on time if I, I'm even here at all. I know you're gonna be in Teja, so. Uh, I'm on my way back from Teja that day. Yeah. Good old, I think I'm good. good I think I'm actually star. off on Monday. I yeah. That Monday. I have. I'm I also have... off Monday. I'm just not sure when I'm returning home yet. So yeah. Well, what we could do if if people uh, if we find that people don't aren't necessarily having Labor Day plans like barbecues and shit that they don't need to go to, uh, we could always run it Monday if we want to. Uh, yeah, I'm good any day Monday. But that's it's up to you guys. I know that you guys. Some people work. Some people don't. So. Um, uh, I get off at three thirty in the afternoon, so I'm good any any time after that. Okay. I don't I don't work Monday, but I'm gonna not be home Monday. So. Oh, gotcha. Alrighty. Well, thank you for playing, guys. We'll uh, I'll be right back. Well, that was fun. Um, <laughs> we will see what happens next session. But thank you for watching, guys. I appreciate all of you. Uh, we will be live next Sunday, as I said before. Um, and uh, thank you for hanging out. I know this is a slightly longer stream. I know it's slightly late. Have a wonderful night, and I'll see you guys next Sunday.